Welcome back to the Retro Namapod, a nostalgia and pop culture podcast where we discuss things from our past, present, and future. As always, in this wide world of the internet, I am your host, Toby, and I'm already going to steer this train right off the rails. And as always, in my caboose, I've got my beautiful co-host, Rick. How you doing, buddy? Someone gets to take up the end, and I guess that's me, the anchor. <laughs> good, good spin. Good spin. I like it. That's that's better than yeah. I, mean, I like it. Look, I'm gonna go ahead and get something out in the open right now because it's really throwing me off. This is the first week we've recorded where I don't have to hear myself, and I feel like everything's broken. Like <laughs> it's just the silence is deafening in my ears right now. And if I mess up this week, it's it's gonna be because I, I'm I'm so used to hearing myself with the headphones on. <laughs> it's gonna kill me. I just I just had to get that out there because like I said, as you're talking, I was like, Are you muted? You're not nope. muted. I it's just, you're just it's it's just deadly silence silence. You're just deadly used, used to hearing yourself and that's that I couldn't imagine because uh. <laughs> Look, it's not so bad. It's like, you know, it, it it is it just it is what it is it's something that like you don't realize because when you speak you can hear yourself but imagine hearing it twice and slightly delayed not like real delayed just slightly delayed yeah you know it's not like an echo it's like someone's it's like me and someone else are speaking the same lines but one of us is just like a half a second behind <laughs> and it's like it fucks me up yeah anyways like i said i just had to get it out because it it, it feels wrong like i might just listen to myself just for shits and giggles you know, because it's what I'm used to. <laughs> Anyways. The old chips and giggles. <laughs> yeah, good times. Should we, let's get into it. The word question of the week. I was trying to, like, stall us from getting into it because it's weird. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It it's weird. lives up to its name. Uh, what's your scent? Ah, yeah, I mean, look, even hearing you ask me a question like that feels like it should be against the rules of the world. Right? Like, Yeah, no, like, it's it's not... Hey, Toby, what's your scent? Oh, God, what's my scent? Toby. This question, because I'm taking it in a, what does my body smell like? But I think it it could also be taken in like, like what scent does it for me? You know, like what do I smell out in the world? That's just like, oh, shit. Interesting. Interesting. So look, right now, my scent, oh, Irish Spring. Just Irish the fucking spring. cheapest body wash in the, the grocery store. True. That's what I smell like. I'm fresh out of the shower. I ain't got no deodorant. Dude, I smell good right now. Like I just <laughs> I smell good right now. My, my room's cool. I'm not sweating at all. But like on a good day, my scent, like a full day of work and then maybe some disc golf. Like I ain't getting close to Daisy. <laughs> you know? It, it's not. It's I'm not confident in my scent. There is not a man musk that comes <laughs> off of me that I am okay with walking around with you know like i'm one of those types of people that i'll shower twice a day because of my scent you know (laughs) yeah i i i've gotten away from that i used to be the same way and then i got married and you know i've had kids for a while so it's just kind of like now i just kind of live in a dad funk we're like hey if i can get a shower in like you know Every couple of days, we're doing all right. Just long nah, as I don't look terrible, I think I'm <laughs> okay. There is literally nothing else in this world that I can do. Uh, I, I I can do nothing if I don't shower when I get home. Like like we know when I, when I walk through the door, it's hey, how was your day? Cool, I love you. Give me ten minutes. Like boom, straight into the shower. 
I shower, I get out. Now we can start my at-home time. <laughs> the biggest reason for this is because I can't sleep. Uh, like, I don't like the feeling of being sticky. Mm. And, like, if I don't shower after a day, first of all, I feel gross. This is I've been like this my entire life. I grew up in humidity, so I was used to taking two showers a day anyway. It Like, I, if I go to sleep with Daisy, I like, I can feel our skin sticking together. It's It's just... It's not good for me. Whereas if I shower, like everything's good. Like I'm not, I don't get no sweat fills or anything <laughs> like that. I don't know. Again, it's one of those things. All right. But if we're talking about scent, like scents that I like. Yeah. Like um, I, I, when I first thought about this, I was like, like if you could make like a cologne, if you will, that would be called Adu Toby, you know, like kind of thing. That's kind of where my brain went with it, essentially. Not like, hey, what's your stink? You know, kind of. <laughs> so, yeah, well, that's how I thought about it. It was just like, what's your say? Well, that, like, I immediately thought of like, what does my body yeah, smell yeah, like? Not great. Depending on where you put your nose, there could be a lot of different <laughs> options. All right. But if we're talking about smells that I like, that I would like put on myself, there, there's a few things in this world. First of all, I do have a favorite cologne, and it's not an expensive cologne, uh, but it's a the Lucky You cologne. Oh. It's a Lucky Brand cologne. Okay. Uh, you find it at Kohl's or Ross on occasion. Um, my favorite smell of colognes of all time, all time. Uh, I don't, I don't know. See, this is weird. <laughs> like, I feel like <laughs> I feel very basic with what I'm about to say, but I really like pumpkin spice. And if I smelled like pumpkin spice, it would not make me mad. Mm. Like if I had a pumpkin That's spice a- blend, a, a Toby spice pumpkin blend. Toby Spice just sounds wrong. <laughs> Toby Spice. But, like, I, I could I could fuck with wearing a pumpkin spice type cologne. Like, I don't want to smell like pumpkin pie, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like but a cinnamony, cinnamony, cin- it's, it's not um, It's not an overwhelming smell. It's a nice little, like, oh, this is fall smell. Yes. Yeah. Well, and that'd be the other, like, all of my scents would come semi from, like, fall or wintertime because yes. fuck spring and summer is what it is. <laughs> but, like, it would be, like, pine tree. Or pumpkin spice, which, oddly enough, I can get both of these in a pine tree-shaped <laughs> air freshener that I could wear, like, around my arms on any given day. But, like, that would be the scent that I would walk around It's like, a pine tree-style, pumpkin spicy scent. You, you could be, like, Flavor Flay, but instead of wearing the big old clock, uh, clock you're wearing <laughs> you just a big pine tree of pumpkin spice car uh, freshener. Just since we're on the the subject of Flavor Flav for some reason, uh, Logan Paul Floyd Mayweather fight fought yesterday. Okay, ridiculous spectacle. Yeah. The one thing I will so- tell you about Logan Paul, okay, and, and like I might not like some of his content or whatever, but I respect the hell out of that guy. Uh, but this fool comes out with his chain as a graded holographic first edition Charizard, which to like. <laughs> The unassuming person, you're just like, this stupid asshole came out with a fucking Pokemon card around his neck. The the case studded in diamonds, okay? And to people that know, you know that this is like a three hundred dollars to $500,000 fucking Pokemon card. And that this chain costs more than most rappers' fucking chains. And he's got a graded Pokemon card around his neck. Dude, he comes out with a graded Pokemon card around his neck. I was just like... I'm good. Like this dude right here, this is this is my guy. Like I'm good with this. Fuck your younger brother. Like I'm not a big fan of Jake Paul. But 
I gotta respect That's them both so for funny. what they did and their like presence on the internet. But this fool walks out to a boxing match with one of the greatest boxers, if not the greatest boxer to ever Probably. live. Yeah. With a Charizard graded That's card so on his neck as his chain. Okay? Respect. That's fucking Respect. wild. I don't That's amazing. That's it's amazing. That that is a level of like you know, coming out with like a like a skull or something that's supposed to be intimidating. Nah, fuck that. Here's from, something from my childhood. <laughs> that was him flexing on people. That's what's crazy is he could, like Logan Paul worth fucking millions of dollars. Yeah. You know, he could have walked out with a three hundred thousand dollar chain with his fucking design yeah. on it, and people would have been like, "Oh, like it's fucking three hundred thousand dollar chain." Of course he would. Yeah. But instead, this motherfucker walks out with a three hundred thousand dollar, five hundred thousand dollar chain. This is a half. We'll co- we're gonna call it half a million for good reason because Pokemon card prices are going insane. But like to the unassuming person, he looks like a fucking idiot. But if you know, especially as like it being his chain, and like I'm a I'm a rap fan, I'm a hip hop fan, you know, like you see enough chains that are just like I would never wear this. All right, I wear a motherfucking Pokemon card, and if that was how I was gonna flex on people, was with a graded first edition holographic Charizard, which most people do not realize is a half a million dollar fucking card right now, and that was how he flexed on everyone. It was that that was the chain that he wore to be, you know, like. <laughs> flashy come on dude like that might be the greatest thing to ever bless the internet and most of the people in this world didn't even fucking get it yeah <laughs> it, it, it's the equivalent to if, if instead of the charizard he wore like action comics number one with superman on the cover exactly you know graded. like like, like yeah, graded like, and whoa you know his was graded probably meant to because oh. he probably spent the money on it yeah you know, like, I, I would hate to even look up what this card is going for at auction right now. Because the last time I heard, I know Logic, the rapper, spent 320 k on his Charizard card. 320000 He was just like, that first edition holographic Charizard? Need that. Boom. Swipe that bitch. Wild. And boom. He had it. He's got it. He had it. it. It's amazing. Like I said. Well, here's what my scent is. I decided to write one out. As I was going to ask. As yeah. a, a, <laughs> to get like oh. back on topic, I guess, even though I kind of like the tangent of like talking about the fact that this internet celebrity has gotten such fandom from becoming a legit boxer that he was able to fight one of the greatest is like such a mind-blowing. Oh, it it, it it's has like, nothing to do with him being a legit boxer. Like, And we know this because like Jake Paul – professional boxer okay well, you may not like it but he's got knockout power he's actually got technique or whatever logan on the other hand knows goddamn well he's not a legit boxer like he can fight do not get me wrong like but that's not what he's making a career he they, these two people are the greatest promoters yeah. on the face of the planet right now and Logan Paul coming into a fight with the greatest boxer of all time has a 0-1-1 and record. One loss, one draw on his professional record. He has no, <laughs> no reason no to be reason. in the same room as Floyd Mayweather, let alone to be fighting Mayweather. Yeah. He's six inches, seven inches taller. He's 30 pounds heavier. They're not even close to being in the same weight class. It was literally like... Yo, you want to make a hundred million? Floyd was like, "Goddamn right, I want to make a hundred million." Logan was like, "Cool, check this shit out." And he was like, "Bet, put it on himself or whatever." Like they, during the fight or pre-fight interview, and then we'll get off this subject. Like I said, it's just <laughs> we should be talking about this probably more, but 
I could go off on some tangents on it. Floyd Mayweather said before the fight, he said, I retired from boxing. He said, I did not retire from entertaining or making money. Uh, okay. There you go. You're right, dude. Like, he was just like, I'm 44 years old. He can still box his ass off. I watched, like, a lot of it. And, like, the dude's got hands faster than lightning. Like, even at 44 years old. Like, even Logan Paul was just like, yo, like, <laughs> you got me on that one, dude. Like, I didn't even see that one coming. Like, okay. Like, still got fast as fuck hands. Still a great boxer. Doesn't get touched or whatever. But his entire thing was, you know, Mayweather promotions put it on. They're fighting through Showtime, pay-per-view, $50 a, sh- a shot, you know. Mayweather was was supposed to make something like 100 mil, God. which I think he made more on the McGregor fight because Connor made 100 mil on the McGregor fight, mm-hmm. supposedly, allegedly. So you're thinking if, if Floyd made 100 million, you know, Logan probably made 30 minimum, yeah. like somewhere between 30 and 50, just to go in there for 45 minutes and, and just... Not, you know, not, get punched in the face. Not, bro. I would let you punch me in the face for like thirty bucks right yeah, now. Right? You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'd do it for the view count at this point. Just, at at like, this point, hey, yeah, if, if I get a hundred downloads, like let's do it right to the nose. Let's do it. If I can get a hundred yeah. views, boom, we're get it. A hundred new listeners guaranteed. All right, let's do it. Look, you have your kids. I don't plan on having kids. We'll go back to ball kicking right now. Like, <laughs> just video you videos of you just oh. popping out of closets and fucking grocery carts kicking me in the dick. You know? Oh no! Yeah, it's um, yeah, it, it, it's anyway. I mean, anyway, good for them. Was, like all the power to them. But yeah, uh, my cologne, if you will. Here we go. I don't have a name for it, but this is what I wrote. Ready? First, you're impacted by notes of movie theater popcorn with a whisper of freshman of a rainstorm chased away by the smell of a forest mixed with the smell of old books, all sealed up by the lingering sweetness of orange peel. (laughs) I... Look, this is why your weird questions kill me sometimes because I came in thinking about my body bus and you put up a goddamn commercial and now I don't know how to feel about like, first of all, I gave up way too much information about myself before realizing that you had written out, you know, something for this. So So, like really, (laughs) you really, really kind of set me up for failure there. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Uh, legitly, I think I wrote that this morning, so it's not like it was something I was like, what's your scent? And like, that's why I put it up there. It was like, what is my scent? And then just thought about things I like to smell. And thought, is there a way to, uh, there's no way you could capture all the smells, but why not? I like it. I don't know if I want to smell like it, but I like yeah, it. Could you imagine and that? It, That'd be confusing. No, like, again, oh, the what? way that you uh, took the question versus how I took the question, <laughs> I'm embarrassed. <laughs> there was no right answer that's what's fun about these it's like what's your scent it's so wide open it's not like what's your cologne or what what is your stank you know like it's open there's no wrong answers yeah. oh i don't know <laughs> so uh considering i have recently acquired a reptar tattoo uh you've been doing something right up my line of work that i haven't had to do yet yeah i say had to do i haven't I, I haven't I haven't done you haven't done it we're gonna put it like that <laughs> and I would just say you don't really need to 
Uh, so recently, Paramount Plus released the new reboot of Rugrats, which the first ev- episode is like um, an hour long, and it's not great. It just you want it to be more. It's missing something. There's something about it just is missing, and I don't know if it's the fact that it's a 3D animation style where something about the original hand-drawn animation had kind of a heart and a warmth to it or what, but it just, there's this disconnection from what the original was and the thrill and the fun and, and this world that you get thrown into with a bunch of toddlers that I wish I wanted it to be better. And that's why we jumped into it when they released it. It was like, here we go. This is going to be great. And it just fell flat. I, so when I saw this come out, I first of all I'm not a big fan of that animation style. Yeah, like Jimmy Neutron's about as good of that as I can get. Um, the the thing that turned me off first and foremost, especially coming from like a I'm a huge fucking Rugrats fan. Yeah, uh, was the the way that they changed the intro theme. Now, understandably, they had you know characters that came along later in the Rugrats series, and they wanted to add things that incorporated you know, everything that the Rugrats was at the end of their original run. And I can understand that. And they kept some stuff the same, but even like iconic things, like the way that they did the crawling and the way that they did, or at the crawling at the end, the way that they did the vacuum thing mm-hmm. uh, with it blowing dust everywhere. Like there was just certain aspects of that, that intro, whatever the intro, I guess yeah. I'm, I'm spacing on a word that I want to say there, but I was automatically just like, ooh, like, I don't like it. What I do like about it, though, and and correct me if I'm wrong, is a lot of the original voice actors. Yeah. Like, which, you know, if you're going to do it, at least you did it in a way that that fits what I grew up with. And it wasn't like, hey, we're going to recast this and try to try to reboot it. They kind of knew what they were doing there. I just think that they missed. I think they missed out on the animation style. I, I really didn't think it wasn't something that we asked for. You know, especially from nostalgia, and you don't really have to to make Rugrats fit, you know, newer generations' thoughts of a cartoon because, like, your your viewership is coming from, you know, parents like you or people like me that want to show kids or my kids. Given I don't have kids or whatever, but like I'd be like, hey, this is what I grew up on. Yeah. Now, given my kids would have got to see the original and then the new one, but I mean, if you're going from like what we grew up with and and you know, keyword here being nostalgia. Like, why do the animation style like that? It, it doesn't. It's not a good animation style. They did the same thing with SpongeBob, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And it's just it doesn't work in uh, in like my adult eyes. Like, I want to see it in that original animation style. I think the reason why it works well for SpongeBob is that SpongeBob has done the mixed media kind of stuff in the past, where they'll they'll do clay, they'll do 3D, they'll they'll do live action, they'll do stuff. So. It, it's not so weird, but Rugrats is such a like set in its animation tone and all that that it just doesn't work. So here we are. Yeah. And they didn't have Dill in it, which, you know, if you're going to have like Susie and stuff like that, it's like we might as well bring in everybody if you're going to bring in them or start in the beginning where it's the initial like Phil and Lil Chucky, Tommy and Angelica. Start there and then build it like you did. But instead, they're trying to stop where, like you said, it ended, but not yeah. have everybody included and then change a few things, which, I mean, doesn't break the show, but it doesn't add anything to it either. So it's real kind of like, I don't know. Yeah, I like I said, I haven't I haven't watched it 
Yeah, I've been waiting. I'm I'm still trying to get through Jimmy Neutron. We're gonna do a Jimmy Neutron episode before too long. I, I'm telling you this now. Um, I don't know. I you know, like I said, being a, being a big Rugrats fan, I'm also not a huge fan of remakes in general. Like I, you know, especially when it comes to like I'm very I'm very pretentious when it comes to how you handle my nostalgia. Especially since that's yeah. the whole reason why they do it is basically going like, this was huge for those 10 years that it was on, yeah. so we could capitalize on that because we'll have that viewership plus new kids to watch it, so it'll be great. There's no way we can miss. And then they don't quite get the formula right. You know, They think they got it, but something about the original is the original and not a reboot. Yeah. I mean, because you're never going to, like, you're never going to recapture the, you know, childlike innocence that I had watching it originally. And I continue watching it to make myself feel that way. So changing it just for the sake of like modernizing it definitely is going to just take me further away from why I'm originally going back to it anyway. So it, it, it's a tough spot for them to be in, you know, as, as creators and, and whatnot of the shows or whatever we're talking about. But at the same time, it's just like, yo, like the people that are probably doing the remake are our age and watched this show growing up. So it's like, come on, like you know, you know damn well this is what you want to see. And yeah, but. but I mean, it is what it is. At least they're keeping the IP alive. And you know, if I could get a fucking Rugrats go to Paris movie part two, then I'd be good with that. <laughs> yeah, but anyway. Uh- Moving along, though, off of that little rant and rambling that, you know, we had to kind of speak about, uh, they're rebooting Evil Dead, um, doing like kind of what they did in the t- for the 2013 movie and making something brand new based in that universe. So Ram- Sam Raimi, uh, Bruce Campbell are coming back to produce uh, essentially a new show called Evil Dead Rise. And it looks like they got Alyssa Sutherland, Lily Sullivan to star in this um remake okay so i'm a big evil did evil dead fan right um i like this girl there's no doubt i'm not a huge tell on who she is the 2013 remake was still written by sam raimi correct the do you know this one if this one's going to be done by no 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 no. the 2013 one i think he was involved for sure like he definitely was like oh you're the guy you can direct this for sure as of writing it i'm not 100 percent sure on that for the 2013 movie let's see uh produced by sam okay so it wasn't written by him okay so this this is weird thing i like that evil dead i'm not gonna lie the 2013 evil dead was fucking cool um it's the one thing that scares me though you know is this new one is not written. It's just executively produced mm-hmm. by Sam, which means, hey, can we use your IP? Cool. Boom. Executive producer. Like, and I'm sure he has somewhat of a say in it. Like, I'm not going to say that he doesn't. Um, but they are doing a new person here. Uh, and I think you just said his name. Yeah, Lee Cronin. Mm-hmm. And he's writing the movie and directing it. Yeah. You know, based on... on you know Sam Raimi's portrayal of Evil Dead or whatnot, but it, it's one of those weird things. I I imagine like I imagine they're doing another trilogy, right? Like that's what we want. I think it depends how this one does. I think if this one does well, I think this will be like the let's put it out there. If this does well, shoot, let's do two more. You know, 
but I think it's good that it's going to be the same guy. I always think it's good to have the same person being the writer and director because then they do have a full vision because they wrote it. Yes. So they know it. It's not like they're picking yes. up somebody else's script and they're like, oh, that's, you know, and then things kind of happen where the writer eventually comes out and says, oh, well, he completely changed my script. Whereas in this case, it's mm-hmm. like it's completely on Cronin. If he messes it up, it's on him. And, but at, at that being said, like he he's kind of in a tough position because you have a different guy writing and directing the 2013 film. Yeah. You're going to have a different guy, you know, writing and directing. Are they saying this is 2021? I imagine not. It's probably 2022 at this point since I don't think, I think we're in like pre-production, you know, yeah. finishing so the script. We'll say 2022. Yeah. So nine years later, you have a different guy writing and directing the second one. Yeah. If they're not thinking about a trilogy, they're they're missing they're missing the point here because the first trilogy is what if they would have only came out with the two evil deads and never dropped Army of Darkness, it I don't think it would have nearly had as mm. much of a cult following as it did. Because you look at the first Evil Dead, it's it's almost completely different than what the second one turns out. Second to be. one is and then the second one is just amazing. So then the third one turns into a full blown let's fucking action let's adventure do it. horror comedy. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. You know, like Army of Darkness is the reason that I, you know, again, we've talked about this in the past. Our our podcast is literally named from the Necronomicon. Yeah. You know, like I'm a big Evil Dead fan. And it's just it, it's one of those things where it always scares me, especially they've taken such a longer break. I love the fact that Raimi's involved. I love the fact that Bruce Campbell's involved. Um, just don't try to make it something that it's not, you know, like it, it's, it's gotta have a little bit of, of what was good in all the movies. Cause if you go back to the first evil dead movie, the original evil dead movie, it was meant to be a horror movie. Yeah. Like it, it, it straight up was a horror movie. And then as you got to the second and third one, they really fell into that like comedic style of, you know, it's stop motion or whatever. Yeah, it, I, were they, was it stop motion? I think they definitely used stop motion for some of it. I mean, puppets were handled in it, like puppets. A lot yeah. of that kind of stuff, where it's just it, it fills that void of the camp factor, you know, where you've got horror and comedy smash it together, and that's basically what you get when you get Evil Dead Two and yeah. Army of Darkness. So it'll be interesting to see where he goes with this, because is it going to be like the 2013 remake, which was such a deep like horror movie? Like, yes. no fun about it. This goes to places that you're like, oh, this is terrifying, but this is great. Or is it going to be a more lighthearted, fair like Evil Dead Two, or 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 Army of Dark, or even this TV show, our uh, uh, Ash versus the Evil Dead, Ash versus the Evil Dead, which is all yeah. just that kind of campy, like Ash thrown into silly situations. How does he react? Kind of stuff. So, before we get off of this, I, I want to ask you. This actually brings up a very good point. Is the want and need for B horror movies is that leaving like that campy B style because you know whatever you want it to be like Jason as big of a Friday the Thirteenth fan as I am it it was always a B horror movie. yeah like and they made it that way slashers just weren't you know big for that and as like we get into technology and you get stuff like The Conjuring and Annabelle and you know even when like the first Paranormal Activity came out if that didn't freak you the fuck out. Like, you're lying yeah. to yourself yeah, yeah, yeah. because that shit was fucking scary. You know, you get into Sinister and Babadook and, Ooh, sinister. you know, uh, yeah, Sinister was, was wild. But it, it makes me wonder if, like, 
instead of it being like a B horror movie, you know, the screams of our lifetime, even though scream, I think is an a horror movie done in a B style, which is weird. Um, but are we getting out of that? Are they just turning into, you know, quote unquote indie films now? Oh, that's tough to say. Cause you've got like, I think it's like how horror movies typically do. They go in these weird waves where, Oh, sometimes it'll just be vampire movies are popular or zombie movies. Sometimes it's psychological stuff. And I think that's kind of where we're at right now is that psychological, like midsummer hereditary, uh, get out, uh, us, some of those, they're more of a mental, psychological uh, horror instead of straight up like boogeyman in your closet, slash, 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 yeah. slash. And I, I don't think it ever, anything ever quite goes away because there's always like different spins on the slasher genre with like Cabin in the Woods. So yeah, I think with this, yeah. it could be the next, they might be setting up for like, here's the next wave of what's going to happen with like kind of going back and revisiting, maybe they'll take this franchise and, and look at it from a different angle and present, oh, here's what deadites are if circumstance is this. So it's hard to say. I don't think it ever goes away because like they're always going to be diehard fans of horror. And there's always going to be low budget stuff because exactly. yeah, horror is that thing that either hits or misses. I don't know. Either way, I'm going to watch it because of course I am. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I cannot wait. Like I, you know, if me and the me and the lady have been talking about it lately. Like I'm ready to watch some horror movies. Right. Like I and and I, I hate the thought of having to wait till October, even though that's when I like to watch like a lot of my deep horror cup movies. But like it's gonna be like a weekend where where her and I just stay in, and it's like we're just we're gonna fucking <laughs> order Chinese food and watch horror movies for the next like 32 hours. Yeah, that sounds great. It does not sound bad. I'll be I'll, I'll be watching through your windows like, I wish I could have that. Well, just text me, brother. I always got a couch. Um, we, could, we could watch some horror movies. I've been... I, oh, anyways. Sticking on the horror, horror train, though, this actually works pretty well. Uh, did you ever get into the Garbage Pail Kids? Or are you aware of the Garbage Pail Kids? I think we've talked about it before. Yeah, I actually have an Instagram post um, pretty far back on the Retronomapod Instagram plug. Uh, I still have some unopened first series, That's second so series, wild. all the way to ninth series unopened boosters uh, in my collection. So my brother, um, my brother's a little older than me, nine years. My brother is your yeah, age. Yeah, like, um, I mean, I'm not old. Neither yeah, I said, that's why I said a little older than me. I wasn't going to give his age up. Um, my brother is your age, and I've inherited a lot of his you know, garbage pelt because he knows how I am. So, like, of course, they came to me, which is good because I'll never get rid of them. They're going to be in my collection forever until I die or his kids want to go to college. And because I don't have kids, I'll be like, bro, I got some garbage pelt kids. Let's go. <laughs> you know? But, like, I still have some of the original garbage pelt kids. Uh, the original first nine series, complete, unopened, That's with bubblegum fucking intact. That's wild. So, grew up on garbage pelt kids, whether I wanted to or not. Well... Off of the back of this thing, because it's never really gone away. It's always just kind of been this weird underground phenomenon, these Garbage Pail Kid trading cards. They had a movie that came out in the 80s that wasn't very good. And nope. so I guess they're celebrating their 31st, 35th anniversary. So it looks like they're going to make an animated series for HBO Max. This, <laughs> the concept of this sounds amazing. Right. Okay. I was immediately turned off by it. For the sole fact that it is set to be 
a family-friendly show. Now, if you're familiar with Garbage Pail Kids, which, like you and I, are, it's family-friendly in the sense that it's still kids, so they're not showing, like, tits and dick, all right? But, like, you look at the original set one of of Garbage Pail Kids, and, like, that main card is a, a card named Adam Bomb. And even in the picture that we're looking at, he is, like, the mainstay, because that is the mainstay for Garbage Pail Kids. And it's literally a dude's fucking head blowing off. A child's head blowing off. And there, there's some wild and wicked things. And I'm curious on how you keep the feeling of a Garbage Pail Kids the same while doing it family friendly. Like, which ones do you add and which ones do you just be like, mm, this gets a little bit PG-13 rated? I would, I'm not wanting a rated R version necessarily, but I wish that they would have done like a PG-13 style TV show. And maybe they will. I don't know. It. Yeah, like going the family friendly route, I get it because it is like okay, they're fun, but like the creep factor of these things is on a level, or just the disgusting factor is on a whole other level. That's like, that's kind of what I don't know. It's a weird, yeah. It's like you, yeah, you nailed it on the head. It's I, I'm I'm curious on where this goes. I'm not gonna. Lie. And then you get folks like Danny McBride and uh, David Gordon Green producing this thing and writing it, and you'd almost think that they would be pushing a bit more for the pg-13 yeah are like how how yeah especially a danny mcbride like what have you seen him in except for mitchell's versus the machines which with that being said i have a lot of faith in his you know animated acting mm-hmm. so but yeah exactly with, with the guy like him and especially like he knows the, the whole reason he's a part of this is because of how he felt about garbage pelt kids and yeah. saturday morning cartoons and maybe that's why he's doing it as a family-friendly thing, because he wants to give the best of both worlds this is something that he loved. And, you know, it being a cartoon, like, give it to him. So th- this concept is cool. I love the fact that, like, the one good thing that we're getting out of the streaming services is we're getting a lot of stuff that's, like, people our age that are finally getting to the age and into their career path where they're like, yo, we should do this. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of people, you know. Yeah. And uh, the streaming services are a group great conduit for that because they're just like oh you need a little bit of money here's seven mil talk to me in a month you know and it's just like <laughs> you're, you're not wrong no problem. there is a glut of like we need content so much content what do you what's your idea what's your idea and just pulling from whatever they can and getting the ip to be like oh we got garbage pail kits um what do we do no not a movie we messed up there animated show cool do it you know yes. like it's like all we can hope is that they stay – it's hard to say because there wasn't an animated show before. This has basically been going off of the cards because the movie wasn't great. So it's like you really are going off the cards. So it could be good. could be fun to bring them alive and see what kind of adventures you throw these weird, dull, cabbage patch-looking things into. Let this skyrocket the price of my garbage poke kids. Uh, truly. All right? <laughs> Let them revamp more like – because they're still putting out garbage poke kids. If you don't follow garbage poke kids on Instagram, you're really missing out on some dope, like, animated cards that they're putting out right now. But, like, if it comes, especially with the way that the world's working right now, that you're getting people our age that are coming into money, whether it be through their career or inheritance or whatever other fucking reason, you know, whereas the stuff that we grew up on and given, the 80s, the 90s, from 81 to 99, like, that is the best motherfucking (laughs) generations that you have. All right? We've talked about this before. I will stick to my guns on that. And all these people are coming into play now. Like, we're all coming into play now. It, it, the old guard is moving out, and we're coming yeah. in. Like, it's just what it is. Just 
So let let it happen. Let people be creative. Let people who are passionate about yeah. their things. It's been proven. Like if somebody's a fan of something, they will make it awesome. Like yes, and and we're really look. If you want to know the experiment that we're doing with this right now, and then we can move along. Uh, World of Warcraft. Okay, mm. Blizzard in general. World of Warcraft, fifteen years old now. Came out in you know technically came out in two thousand four, I guess beta or whatever. But two thousand six is like main vanilla. Oh, anyways, okay. <laughs> a lot of Blizzard has left. Activision buys out Blizzard. Yeah. A lot of the old guard in Blizzard's gone. There's a lot of problems uh, happening within Blizzard right now as far as game development and the happiness of people. The one thing that is coming out of it is you're getting a lot of these people that you know when they were ten years old started playing vanilla world of warcraft mm-hmm. and they know why they love it they know why they still play it and 15 years later they can now work on designing the next world of warcraft sure so you either have guys that are going to go to the competition and work for them and be like this is why this mmo was great this is what the people want out of this out of this out of this you know and we're starting to see it a little bit with world of warcraft now where like some of this new guards coming in with their ideas of what they would have changed throughout the life of this game, but with a millennial type idea set, mm-hmm. you know? So uh, you hope that with new experience coming in, but with people that share the same ideas that you did when you were growing up, that they'll make a game that we want to play as, you know, 25 to 40 year old adults. And it's just like, we still play games and given the game market is not for us anymore, but we're also the first generation that should be included in that game market because we're really the first generation that got to grow up with good games, yeah. with good games. Yeah. Like by the time I was an early teenager, I was getting to play online first person shooter fucking Halo. You know, like mm. if you're going to design an online game right now, I'm the fucking generation you want to talk to because I know what it was like in the beginning. I know what it's like now. I still play video games, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, you hope that, uh, you know, as stuff comes around like that, again, now we go back to Garbage Pail Kids, that people my age are the people that are going to search that out, you know? The new generation, the the Zoomers and and people younger, like, they didn't have a Rotten.com. They didn't have a Two Girls, One Cup. They have fucking TikTok (laughs) dances and fucking Fortnite skins, you know? So, like, they're bored in 12 seconds. Where, like, now you're playing off of my age group. Make it good. Yeah. Make it what we want it to be. You know, we went back to Rugrats. Same thing. It's just like, mm. you guys changed it to fit a generation that's not watching it. And mm. that's what we don't want to do. You want a generation that's showing the next generation down what it is and why we like it and why they should like it too. You know? Yeah. That's a good point. Trying to make something for a generation that are, that's a, that, yes, you nailed it right on the head with that one. Uh, kind of staying on topic with that though. Like, so, I think we've touched on this one before when it first kind of announced a while ago they were going to make a Willy Wonka uh, origin tale. Well, they're going to, it looks yeah. like they cast Timothy Chalamet for that part, which is funny because he reenacted a Johnny Depp. He was, he, for the Super Bowl, he, w- he played Edward Scissorhands in that Edward Scissorhands commercial for the Super Bowl. Oh, really? So he's basically following the path of Johnny Depp at this point. Yeah. The picture, two things, okay? I'm curious on who we said, because we've talked about this on the show before. Yeah. Um, when they were looking to choose. And I we're going to have to go back and listen now. 
If there's a listener out there that has time on their hands, go back and listen to whatever we <laughs> talked about Willy Wonka. You have to go through all the shows. Um, and see if we said what who we thought would pick. Now, with that being said, there's two things about this gentleman that I want to talk about. First of all, the picture that we're looking at, the jawline on this Good motherfucker. Lord. All right? Like, you couldn't Play-Doh this fool's jawline out any better than what it is. Jesus. Second is if you were to pick a child of, of Gene Wilder, fucking spot on. It's like, bad. this is Gene Wilder's baby boy without the curls right here. Because the side-by-side picture they have, I'm like, oh, no, this works. Like, I'm good with this. This works. They almost could have, like, instead of doing Gene Wilder, if they would have thrown up Johnny Depp's freaking uh, 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 Willy Wonka. I think that's... I think that suits... It would have probably worked better. It suits but a look, little better. Yeah. But, like... We're not using that Willy Wonka, bro. Come on. They're not, I'm use, not using that Willy Wonka. They're not going off of any of those because it's an origin story. So this is the story that leads into... This is pre-Willy Wonka. Which movie do you want to follow? Like, after the adventures of T- Timothy Chalamet, will it be Gene Wilder or will it be Johnny Depp? Which one will you watch? <laughs> I just imagine, even looking at this kid, that we're going into the dark Johnny Depp dimension and not into the Gene Wilder. I might be a little crazy, but I just like making candy dimension. You know, this guy looks like he's going to go into a weird spot. Either, and that's why he makes chocolate. <laughs> either way, you're a weird recluse chocolatier that doesn't mind child murder. Like, <laughs> I mean, look, they signed a waiver. <laughs> Who's at fault here? <laughs> you know? Don't steal fizzy lifting pop drinks. Uh, but no, it's just that that's the announcement that they're going to do that. Moving forward, we're going to get it. I think it's. It's fun to see where they're going to go, but it also kind of takes away a bit of the mystery of Willy Wonka. Like, we got glimpses of it in the Johnny Depp version, and it does pose the question, do we need an origin story, which we always go back to, do we need an origin story of this and that? I do, though. Like, I like the concept of an origin story, especially if it's done right. Yes. And with a character like Willy Wonka, like, you could go a thousand. You could make this a horror movie. Like, you could. You could make it a horror movie. You could make it a comedy. It could be a romantic comedy. Yes. The character that comes out at the end of this thing, it it doesn't matter, you know, at that point. As long as you make that eccentric, this candy maker, this, you know, this chocolatier. So, like, at at the end of the day, it's just like you could do whatever you wanted with this because – the Road Doll story doesn't really go into his childhood, correct? No, it's basically like – we start with Charlie and his little life and like him being from a poor family and all that. And then like trying to make him meet and grandparents sleeping in the same bed and all that kind of nonsense. I mean, Willy Wonka was kind of a side character in the original story God. in a weird way. Once you get into his world, then that's really when you get to be like, oh, this guy's crazy and awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm interested in this. I, I, I'm, I'm interested in this. Yeah. For sure. How did he find the Oompa Loompas? How did he convince them to work in a factory? I don't know if I need to know how or why he found the Oompa Loompas. <laughs> I think we can, you know, I, I mean, <laughs> just but that, maybe leave that one alone. I think that's one you can answer and be like, hey, here's how it, ha- it it's a, it's, I mean, they touched on it in Johnny Depp's and that's what kind of drives you crazy is that we do have a little glimpse. Are they going to go the father was a dentist route? Are they going to go that it was a, uh, a, a, people who were hunted by big animals and he was like i'll keep you safe in my factory kind of thing to preserve their culture and all that 
could it be that or are they going to go someplace that we're just like this is wild and freaky and we're in for it yeah <laughs> I, i'm good with this though like give me this you can't fuck up a movie that hasn't been written yet like it, it's cool to use the ip and then to be able to create your own story it's, he's he's since died right i'm not tripping to think that who Rodol. oh i think that guy's been dead for a while right think so i don't think it's been as long as what we think like i always thought he was like an 1800s person but he uh he's definitely not yeah he died in 1990 yeah okay gene wilder so not like died more shit, recently that was 30 years ago fuck that was quite a long time ago fuck <laughs> i think it's gene wilder you're thinking of he died in 2016 no, gene, i know gene wilder yeah, died. Tw- but road doll like i always thought was like it's the same i do the same thing with fucking picasso Mm. Okay, in my head, fucking Picasso was around in the times of Leonardo da Vinci, <laughs> and in reality, like Picasso died nineteen forties like, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seventies, yeah. yeah. So like he was around, and it's just like one of those things where I'm like, ah, fuck. <laughs> I know. I look forward to it. Um, and other things I'm looking forward to is good movie based on video games. And um, I don't know how you did this one. And. This one is one of those concepts of a movie that's like, there's certain movies, yeah, you can kind of fudge around with, and like Sonic the Hedgehog, Pikachu, you're good. But like Portal, how are you going to do a movie that's basically based on a a, a test rat and like, okay, so we're just going to follow this person who's slowly going insane trying to figure out how to figure out these puzzles while talking to a companion cube and this weird AI robot that's just going, you cannot make it because you're just a human being. So I don't know, but it's weird. If you don't know what Portal is, it's a video game um, created by the guys who did Half-Life, if I remember correctly. I think it's Valve, but um, yeah, it's getting produced by J.J. Abrams. He's been long attached to this thing saying that, yes, this is in development. We're going to make this happen. So it's been a development for a long time and it's going to be interesting to see what he does to pull it off. Cause it's, there's not a lot of meat to it. Cause it's all like one person, which is essentially you going through these weird obstacles. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I, I didn't want to stop you, but you're right. It was valve. Okay. But, uh, Sorry. So good call. <laughs> yes. And you're like, his creator is a half life. And it's just like, yeah, like <laughs> you're almost there. <laughs> um, yeah, I, it's, it's definitely a curious thing that they're doing here because, you know, like you said, it, it's robots being led by robots to get through puzzles. Yeah. You know, in a sense, whether it be to escape the labs or, you know, a training facility, whatever it may be. But I just don't know. There's a huge following for it. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, there's a big following for games like Portal and Portal itself. I just don't see why. Like, you would have probably been better off, especially from people, you know, again, I'll go back to Blizzard, like being a Blizzard fanboy. Anything they put out behind their name, I'm going to I'm gonna watch, I'm going to play, or whatever it may be. And Valve would have been better off putting out, like, a Half-Life, you know, yeah. movie or a show yeah. like, in that universe. Why go Portal? Because it's so, like, it's such a non story kind of thing to where it's just like no you're just solving puzzles as robots being led by another asshole robot yeah so i i don't understand why they went portal maybe it's just like i don't know they got some crazy ai they're trying to work out and portal's a good jumping point i i, I don't know sometimes it just seems like 
companies like see a property that's super popular, even after the fact that this game's been out for 15 years or something crazy. Probably, I mean, it got put up for the Hall like, of Fame. So like a long ass time to be like, okay, it's so popular. We've got to do something with it. And it's like not all video games are easily tran- or should be translated into a movie. Sometimes it's just like, it is what it is. It's not Uncharted. It's not like a Resident Evil, something that lends itself to being a movie. This is something that's just like, this is self-contained for you to experience it. You just got to grab a controller and do it yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. A hundred percent. I that's, that's a good way to put it because the reason the game's so good is because of the experience of playing through the game, not because the story is just amazing. You know, it's just like, no, like, this is just a good game. It's got personality. Yeah. It's got you know, intrigue and it's, it's hard enough, but solvable. And when you yeah. solve it, you're like, motherfucker, yeah. like I didn't, how did they think yeah. of that? Yeah. You know? So like for me, wanting to see the show of it, like doesn't, it doesn't tip my scale at all, but we'll see. I mean, I'm sure I'll watch a little bit of it just to see, but it, from a valve standpoint, they could have went, you know, two other ways that would have been better than portal. And that's the left for dead way, do a zombie oh. movie and the half life way. Do you think, and do, they could do a team fortress. Do you think that would be a that could be a fun? I think team fortress that would be a, even that could be like the because there is no story. It's a multiplayer game, so it's like. But you could almost you could have you could almost turn did anything you want that into a movie easier than you would Portal though, like mm. you know like you could be like each each of those personalities are big enough where you could throw them into a movie and have them just be crazy mercenaries like the movie The Losers or something where you're just following yeah, these. Or a better yeah. example for something like that and something that did not have a story. Well, I mean, I guess I had a story, but it didn't. Uh, is if you look at the Red versus Blue movies, did you ever watch any of those, I, the Halo movies? I'm familiar with the, the Rooster Teeth stuff, yeah. It, it is fantastic. And they gave like a multiplayer aspect of like that faction, <laughs> you know, difference and war to characters that had no character. Everyone was, you know, Spartan 117. Yeah. You were all fucking Master Chief. <laughs> and it's just like, all you had was different colors, and they were just like, they played that so well. Yeah. So, yeah, I 100% agree. I think Portal was the last of the Valve IPs that I would have went with. Um, and something like Team Fortress would have been great. I think Half-Life could be yeah, great. that would be. Um, and, you know, fucking Left 4 Dead is just a goddamn zombie movie. Yeah. How hard can that be to make at this point? You know, they're dime a dozen. So we'll see. That's just a weird update that popped up in the purview that I thought we'd talk about because I don't think we've Odd ever. Thing. But I don't think yeah. it's. I don't think it's one that lends as well as some of their other Valve properties. So we'll see. It may not happen because it's been in production since uh, yeah. forever. Um, but other movies yeah, that are that like uh, Sony Pictures is doing weird things. Like they're releasing Venom two here soon. Um, They've got Spider-Man, obviously, which they partnered with Disney they to release. So sick. And so it looks like they're giving Craven the Hunter, which is like, if you don't know this guy, it's a weird kind of pull to be like, okay, we're going to give this guy his own movie. But basically, Craven uh, uh, the Hunter is a hunter. He's hunted everything on the planet. He's gotten to the point where he's just the best hunter. So he turns from that to being just, like I can hunt superheroes now. Basically, that's what it goes from. And then he hunts. I've got all the animals and aliens I need. Yeah, he's like a you know a mercenary. You hire me, and I'll 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 get what you need because I'm that good at hunting to the point where he's able to evade uh, Spider Man's spidey sense, which is fucking incredible if you know anything about Spider Man. Uh, but they that's pretty fucking incredible. It's legit. Um, but they casted Aaron. T- a- God damn it, Aaron 
Taylor Johnson to be Craven, which if you don't know, he played Quicksilver in the uh, Marvel movies. He was in Age of Ultron. He got shot up. Okay. So he's kind of double dipping in Marvel. He's getting another like chance at being and having his own thing, which he wouldn't have been the first. Like if I mean, look up a picture of Craven the Hunter. Yeah, I feel like I remember him from the the animated yes, show growing yes, up. Yes, correct? yes, yes, yes. Yes. Okay. I knew they seemed familiar. The name seemed familiar. Seemed familiar. Um, but he's yeah. I mean, look at this point. Can Marvel do any wrong? Right. Like we're getting what Black Adam, which is a you know for not being a comic book person is a rather unknown yeah person to pull from for me. You know, and I mean it. Look, at this point, fucking Marvel puts out a superhero movie, I'm going to watch it. Whether, it, <laughs> Especially like the anti-hero stories, like that Venom story or yeah. anything like that, where this is going against Spider-Man. So you're seeing uh, someone else's point of view in a Spider-Man, in a so-called Spider-Man universe. I'm 100% down. Let Spider-Man be a back character in a movie about fucking Spider-Man. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting pull because like... I don't know. It, it, it's weird to make like villains like the good guys. Like at least with Venom, he is kind of an anti-hero. He gets to that point where he is kind of like, "I'll do good, but I don't want to. I'll begrudgingly do it." But Craven is like such an out-and-out kind of villain that it'll be interesting to see what they do with his movie because he's basically a hunter. He's a mercenary. He just you pay me, I'll go kill something. Like so, we'll see what kind of spin they put on him to make you want to root for him, but not so much that you stop rooting for Spider-Man. But who knows with the events that happened in the last Spider-Man film and the fact that now everybody knows his personal identity, they might bring him in to... I. It opens up a world of possibilities with this character. He's very cool. Uh, Aaron Tyler Johnson at first is like, eh, I don't know if that would have been my pick. I would have gone with like a Joe Magnello type instead of him but a bad name drop you know if kick-ass is the guy you want to go with then kick-ass is the guy you want to go with yeah look i'm not gonna knock that one until i see it because marvel knows exactly what the fuck they're doing they absolutely do but it's fun oh man so i know i'm i'm looking down this list and i i hate you already go ahead so (laughs) sad news and this is kind of fucked up especially since just a few weeks ago Paddington 2 was the only, number one, only 100% rated fresh uh, uh, movie to be rated um, on Rotten Tomatoes. And unfortunately, recently, uh, that stopped happening. They got a review in that basically reviewed it negatively, and now it's no longer at 100%, which just seems like spiteful. You knew it was going to happen. Uh, it's a me. It, it's a fucking meme that Paddington Two is a hundred percent rated anyway, you know. But the minute that you put out anything on the internet that says that this thing is perfect, the internet's gonna be like, "The fuck it is!" <laughs> and boom, here you have it. I mean, it's a prime example. Citizen Kane probably had every right and deserved the same as uh, Casablanca. Like the fact that Citizen Kane is 100% rated and Casablanca isn't, there's already a flaw in your fucking system because Casablanca is supposed to be like the greatest movie of all time, you know? It's all opinion. Like, so, that's what drives me crazy It's about all this, opinion. Is that, like, some dude was spiteful enough to be like, oh, it's all right. Oh, get out of here. And that's it. Yeah. Like, Paddington 2, fuck that little bear, man. I don't know why we got accents on our fucking both of our reviews. Because it, it was a uh, British guy who they found uh, a couple. I don't think either one of ours were British. No, it, Both of them sound like they could have been from Jersey. It totally was British. You fuck okay. off. <laughs> fuck off. 
I love Look, this doesn't surprise me. I know. Did Paddington 2 deserve it? No. Did they deserve to be taken down? Probably not. Yeah. Fuck, Cannon fodder, bro. Fuck you. Get the fuck out of here, Ed, Paddington 2. Eddie. The fact that you still have it 99%. Yeah, and it's... you know the Mitchells has a fucking seventy eight percent. Go fuck yourself, Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, it's apples and oranges, right? Like, it's just how can you rate one thing a hundred percent, but a movie that's its own thing at a different like? Yeah, I don't yeah. Know. I mean, what do you do here? All right, like I yeah, but Pad- fuck Paddington too. Yeah. Why did you even get a sequel? I can't say shit because I didn't watch the first one. Paddington's great. Like they're really good family films. Like. I le- I yes, I 100% agree with it should be a really well-rated movie. In my book is it Is it better a, than it, the first Santa Claus? Is it the perfect movie? Probably not. But is any movie perfect? I mean, yes, there are perfect movies out there, but it's all I, subjective. Yeah, Endgame was fucking wild. Like it's like. all subjective. <laughs> like is Hackers the best movie ever? Yes. Will will to you. Will will somebody else say the opposite? <laughs> Hell yes. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's fucking God damn it. definitely not the best movie ever, but that's neither here nor there. Okay, man, Paddington Two <sighs> definitely denies their dive a hundred, and it's the same reason I bought Dogecoin. It's the same reason that I would go rate Paddington a hundred. So, but again, you you put anything out on the internet that you're like, no, we're perfect. Go fuck yeah. yourself. And some good dude in his you know fucking basement is gonna be like i don't know why it's always dudes in the basement they're gonna be like no fuck you are <laughs> guess what i did i haven't even watched paddington but this movie sucked donkey dick i could tell me 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 zero percent how do you like the 99 percent? because i am the god of the movies <laughs> and it's just like yeah okay cool you know but again like you said everyone's got different tastes my taste in movies versus your taste in movies is different the same as me and my girl, yeah. you and your girl, me and anybody else that I yeah. cross on the street. Very rarely, because there's movies that I would be like, no, I'd hate that fucking movie. But, like, I love certain movies from certain genres that I hate fucking watching. Yeah. It's all a matter of when I get to see them, what mood I'm in, what kind of movie is it, you know? Yeah. Just, I don't know. That was going to happen, though. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> fucking... Yeah, it absolutely that, the only was. The thing that sucks now is, like... Y'all dethroned fucking Citizen Kane because of a, a thing that you found in a fucking vault somewhere. Yeah. All right. And then you were like, check this out. And it's just like, how about you fucking leave that review off and you leave Citizen yeah. Kane with 100 and then say that two movies have 100 and let them shit all and over just, Paddington, too. And just let them be like, we've got two movies that couldn't be that different Citizen Kane, Paddington, too. But they're 100%. So there's a uh, 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 faith in the world that, like, you too can create a movie that could be a hundred percent. You know yeah, what I'm saying? It's like, like me for facing filmmakers. LeBron James in basketball. There's no reason for it, but there's always there's a chance. There's always a chance. You know? <laughs> he. <laughs> anyway, all right. It, let's get the fuck out it's, of here, this one. <laughs> it's looks like it's time for s- the summer of fun. Chucky. Oh yeah. Yeah, Chucky e. Cheese has announced that it's doing the summer of fun concert tour. So the Chuck E. Cheese and the Munch's Make Believe Band is doing its first ever summer concert tour. Oh, my God. This thing is going to be an outdoor concert series that's kicking off June 5th. So, like, you know, in Tampa, (laughs) of all places. And you can go see them. Of course it's in Florida. What are you talking about? It's it's a wild concept to put people who are going to be in these mouse and dog and bird costumes. They're going to be performing in... 
100 degree they have weather. a Spanish song. Okay? So they have a Spanish song. Dude, that that album actually hits pretty good. I listened to it oh, the other day. Fuck, I don't want to do it. Okay, should we listen to one of these real fast? And Hold on. It's and they they're genre bending. They don't stick to just rock. Look, They've got punk. One They've of the got songs rock. is called Crochet All Day. Yeah. It's Chuck a, E. Cheese. Why? You you're not selling crocheting supplies at your goddamn arcades. I'm not gonna stay at home and crochet. Like I'm not. I'm fucking seven. Like the last thing I want to do is fucking crochet. But like it's a song about the pandemic. Like it's like, hey, we've been stuck inside for a while. We've all come up with weird <laughs> hobbies. So guess oh, what? These are bad. Dude. So what? I, guess what I did? I found a new hobby, and mine just happens to be crochet, and I crochet all day. It's a wild song, but man, it's not yep. half bad. There's a song called "Let's Be Friends." Yeah, I mean, okay. you know, that's stay pr- positive. That's standard fare when you're entering Chuck into Chase, a uh, stay positive. Lend a helping hand. Yeah, when you get a chance, lend a helping hand. Just good advice for being a good person. Song number ten, gro- crochet all day. Crochet. Okay. All day. And the fucking staple to this fire ass album. Done by Chuck E. Cheese and Helen Henney. Disco Dancing Dinosaur Party. Yeah. Is there even a dinosaur in the Chuck E. Cheese no, band? not at all. Why the fuck do they have a song that's Disco Dancing Dinosaurs? I, Who knows? But people Why? like dinosaurs. Why? Why? Because <laughs> disco and dance. Why is this a thing? It's, it's a nice alliterative, like, dino dancing. It's fun. Dino disco. Like, come on. It's. I don't like it. I'm going to listen to the entire thing, but I don't like it. Gave on. (laughs) Chuck E. Cheese is all about fun, which is like so self-explanatory. That's the the last album or the last song on the album, right? I mean, Chuck E. Cheese is all about fun. It's like, it's wild because it's like you've got some punk in there. You got some rock. You got some light rap. You've got some disco. Like they go through all the genres, a super poppy song. Oh, I want to hear the Chuck E. Cheese rap. Uh, I, if I could tell you which uh, one it is exactly on, I would, but I don't remember because it's exactly what you think a Chuck E. Cheese album would be. It's very kid friendly. Just like, Hey, yeah, here we go. You know, like, but it's... Look, I want you to know, I, this is like the one, I looked at everything else on our on our list here today, okay? I looked at every article. I saw Summer of Chuck, and I was like, oh, dope, they're making a new Chucky movie. <laughs> so I didn't even look at it. I was like, I'm going to let Rick explain this one to me because you're my movie guy, you know? And so I didn't I didn't even look at it. And now that I'm looking at it, it says Chuck E. Cheese Summer Concert Tour on here, okay? But not what I expected to come out of, you know... <laughs> There's times where I love this podcast where I'm just like, I'm glad I do this because you find the shit that I would never have seen otherwise. And the Chuck E. Cheese concert tour, if there's one thing as a podcast that we need to do for content at this point, we got to get tickets to this fucking tour. Oh, my. That's the thing. It's free. It's a free outdoor concert. So if you go to any of these uh, at the uh, Chuck E. Cheese dot com backslash summer concert tour. They've got a listing of the five, six dates that they've got at the different places. Unfortunately, none of them are Anywhere here. Anywhere close to us? Uh, uh, Dallas, Te- Philadelphia, Georgia, Texas, Florida, Tennessee. Yeah. All on the fucking East Coast. Yeah. Texas would be I our mean, best bet, look, but we'd 10-hour drive to go see If there's a it. listener that wants to pay for our trip to Dallas, I will live stream this fucking event for us. Fuck yeah, the whole way. July 3rd, Clyde Warren Park. Or if there's... Look... <laughs> I'll even do one better, a very cheaper option. If we have a listener in Dallas, Texas, <gasps> yeah, that wants to give us a video of this concert, 
I I don't I'll send you our OnlyFans premium and, account for free. And they're performing a couple of times. Couple of times, like it's not just like once they do it twice a day. So you could either hit the ten o'clock show or the one p.m. show. Just get shit faced while you're rocking out to a mouse and his his band. <laughs> oh my god! A mouse, a bird, and I think it's a gorilla on the keyboard. We gotta get the dog. fuck out of here. That's so get, much fun. Get, get, go stop this. Um. Why do you do this shit? Because it's so much oh. fun. Good lord! Um, I closed all my tabs. Well, I guess I guess <laughs> game over, man. No, just kidding. We're gonna move into a fun little game because uh, this week's nostalgia is on cereal. So part of that is obviously you know Saturday morning cartoons, where you know both of us kind of where a lot of our nostalgia lies is in those early mornings watching cartoons and eating cereals. So to go along with the cereal, I thought it'd be fun to give you a little bit of a trivia, uh, which I'm calling Name That Tune, but it's not theme songs. It's going to go purely off of description of the show without any key information like names and such. Okay, Um, okay, okay. It just so happens that they all happen to be Nickelodeon shows, so that'll help kind of narrow the focus. A little bit, but I wouldn't even have given me that. They're all from the nineties. Okay. That's all I'm telling you. Okay. That's it. Okay. You ready to get into Damn. this? Oh, you're excited. Yeah, this. that's a, I'm fucking nervous as a motherfucker. <laughs> okay, so I'm just gonna read you the description. I'm gonna try and read it as quick as I can without stumbling over my words. So here we go. Uh an American uh American animated sketch comedy television series that ran on Nickelodeon from nineteen ninety six to two thousand. The show the show was developed as a fully animated showcase for alternate forms of animation that were more common in indie films and commercials. Each episode thus features a collection of short films and different innovative styles of animation bridged by characters Henry and June, who introduced the short animations and have ventures all their oh, own. Oh, fuck. It's Henry and June. Um, I think that might have given it. Whammo. Close. Oh, what is it? Kablam. Kablam! Kablam! I knew that's what it was too. I was like, Whammo was. I was so confident in Whammo, <laughs> and the minute you said Kablam, I was just like, I remember this fucking yeah. show. Damn. Okay. Okay. I see now. I see. Okay. As soon as you said Henry and June, I fucking. I, knew. I feel like I give you. I gave I you a little bit. Picture it into my fucking head. Um, this one you might get pretty easily because uh, there's no way not to like. But anyway, uh, American animated television series developed by Klasky Supo for Nickelodeon. The show focuses on three young monsters who attend a school for monsters under a city dump who learn to frighten humans. Many of the episodes. All real monsters. All real monsters. That, that was, yeah. that was but, hard not to find yeah. a description that wasn't just yeah, like. It's like three monsters go to school yeah, under like, a fucking dump. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay, this, this, this one's a little longer, but I, I'm pretty sure you'll get this one. Um, American animated television series and multimedia franchise created by John, who I'm going to mess this up, Crifalusi? I don't know. Ooh, he's, no, okay. he's known as John K. I'll give you that much. And originally produced okay. by Spumco for Nickelodeon and that premiered August 11th, 1991 and ended on October 20th, 1996. The series okay. follows the adventures of the title characters... <laughs> and it's one of Nickelodeon's first original animated series known as a Nicktoon, um, alongside with like Rugrats and Doug. In contrast okay. with other shows on the network, the series considered controversial for its dark humor, sexual innuendos, d- adult humor, violence, and shock value. 
The controversy contributed to uh, production staff's altercations with Nickelodeon standards and practices. The series ended its original run um, on Nickelodeon December 16, 1995, with a total of five seasons, 51 episodes. In addition, Spumco's failure to deliver episodes on time and their deteriorating relationship with the network led to John Kay's termination in 92, with the game's animation producing the remainder of the series. One episode was initially left unaired until it was broadcasted on MTV in 1996. Gotta be Ren and Stimpy. Ren and fucking Stimpy. Yeah, it's like it took me a second, and then you when as the minute you said the MTV thing, I was just like, I remember thinking Nicktoons show and Ren and Simpy was fucking insane. Yeah, because it's just like this. This was this is a Cartoon Network show when like we got old enough. Yeah, you know, not a fucking Nickelodeon show. When you put it up with like Rugrats and Doug, it's like whoa, yeah, that show was so different from. Yeah, Ren and Simpy was wild. All right, two for three. Uh, American animated television series created by Joe Murray for Nickelodeon. The series centers on a surreal life. It is set in the fictional town of O-Town. Throughout its run, the show was controversial for adult humor, including double entendre, innuendo, and satirical social commentary similar to Ren and Stimpy. The series has gained a cult following. Mm, It was was O-Town? Mm-hmm. Why does this seem, um, I feel like there was, I feel like there was one, and I don't remember if it, it was Nickelodeon, that was like pencil drawn. It, Is that this one? It's, it's hand drawn animation. No, no, no. That was like him doing a pencil. Was it Chalk Zone? No. I mean, that is the show, but that's not it. I, I don't know. I don't know. Ro- this one doesn't seem familiar to me. Rocco's Modern Life. Oh, God. Like the social, com- the way that the, the description of the show is what's throwing me off. Yeah, it's uh, uh, like that. Again, it's like, it's one that's hard to like because when they're because I was like, I don't remember the fucking town name in Rocka's Modern Life, and now I'm disappointed in myself. But like, even as you're saying it and saying Rocka's Modern Life, I'm like, no, it wasn't. But maybe it was. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, was it? Um, American a- okay. Air- American animated television series created by Peter. Hannon for Nickelodeon. The series follows the life of conjoined brothers. The first episode aired April 4th, 1998, following the 1998 Kids' Choice Awards. Before the show officially premiered in October of that year. Similarly, the season two episode Fetch was shown in theaters with Rugrats movie in 1998 before airing on television. Okay, so it started in 98. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't give you much on this one either. So many of these are like, I had to omit so, so much. Aired during the Rugrats movie in 98. I'm just trying to think of what, what it came out that late. Can you give me what it starts with? Can, can I get a hint? Is there a hint option available? The biggest hint that I gave you is the series follows the life of conjoined brothers. Oh, cat dog. Cat dog. <laughs> Gotta be cat dog. Yeah, I did not hear the oh, conjoined okay. brothers I was part. Like... Yeah, no. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> no, hey, no. no, that gives it away. Cat dog. No, no bad here. Uh, Damn, dude, the fact that Cat Dog was 98 is kind of wild. Isn't that weird when you find out stuff comes out later than you expect? Yeah, especially considering how that show was animated. Yeah, right? Yeah, we watched that recently. It's so good, but it is such like a, what are we watching? This is so fucking crazy. Watching the intro title screen is rough. And like you forget how many non-animated parts of that show there are. Yeah. Where it's just hand-drawn pictures. Yeah, still animation. Let's... Saves you money. Um, 
Let's see. Uh, this next one revolves around the day-to-day adventures of a gang of four f- young friends who live in the fictional beach community of Ocean Shores. Oh, it's Calif- Rocket Power. Yep. All day. There it is. I was waiting for this one. Yeah, you, yeah. you knew it was coming. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Even with, the, like, the four friends on a Nickelodeon show, like, that, it's, it's going to be fucking Rocket Power. Like, one of the greatest shows Nickelodeon ever gave. That's really... Especially in a time where extreme sports oh, were really coming into it, play. It... Kept, they surfed, they skated, yeah. they rollerbladed, longboarded, yeah, everything. Pretty good. Uh, American animated children's television series created by Arlene Klasky and Gabor Supo and Paul Klasky Germain <laughs> for okay. Nickelodeon. The show focuses on a group of toddlers and their day-to-day lives, usually involving uh, life experiences that become much greater adventures in the imaginations of the main character. Do I get this wrong? I'm going to huh? say uh, Magic School Bus. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? No, it's wrong. Yeah, there's, no, there's no way you'd get this one. Yeah. Like, if you got it wrong, I'd be like, okay, seriously. Right? That's why I said I was like, do we get do we get interesting here? <laughs> yeah, right. Like some of these are like you know pretty top picks, and you know for the most part they're all known properties. I didn't go anything like Chalk Zone because I was like, that's pretty obscure. But anyway, uh, it is. Yeah. What do we got? Uh, two, three more. Uh, American animated television series created by Jim Jenkins and produced by Jumbo Pictures. The show focuses on the early adolescent life of its title character, who experiences common predicaments while attending school in his hometown of Bluffington. Uh, narrates each story in his journal, and the show incorporates many imagination sequences. The series addresses numerous topics, including trying to fit in, platonic and romantic relationships, self-esteem bullying, rumors... Many episodes center on the attempts to impress his classmate and crush, which I would have said the name, but that would have given it away. Yeah, so everything about this is going to make me disappointed in myself because I've him entering it in the journal. Oh, man. I should know this because this isn't Doug, right? It is Doug. It is Doug. It is okay. Doug. I, it, <laughs> It's just like I Doug is so far removed from like my repertoire, you know, like I never went back to rewatch Doug. Really? Like I was catching Doug as it came out. Yeah. Cause you gotta think, like Doug was what, ninety what'd you say, ninety three? You know, I don't have a time it had to have been the early because it was one of the original Nick Yeah, it was one of the original Nicktoons. So like in that early day, I, you know, I'm four. <laughs> that's fair. That's you know, like that's fair. So it's one of those things, um, yeah, it, it, it's a weird spot for me. Like, I could name, you know, Skeeter and Doug and Patty Mayonnaise and, you know, like all these other characters, but the show itself just wasn't wasn't big for me, sure. except for the beats. Oh, that, yeah. the music that, in that was what, so kind of off. One of the greatest bands alive. Yeah, yeah truly. <laughs> God, the music in that show is so damn yeah. catchy that it would just earworm you instantly. Yeah. Uh, American animated comedy television series created by Craig Bart- Bartlett that aired on Nickelodeon from October 7, 1996 to June uh, 8, 2004. The show centers on a fourth grader who lives with his grandparents in an inner city tenement. Episodes center on his experiences navig- navigating urban life while dealing with problems he and his friends encounter. I know, especially fucking Helga and Gerald, because <laughs> this is Hey Arnold. It's definitely Hey Arnold. <laughs> what a great show that was. Oh, just a great show, man. Like, inner city New York. It, what's cool is Hey Arnold was... Um, I actually just saw a fucking thing on this not long ago. Hey Arnold was part of a short 
an animated short for someone that eventually got turned into a show and it's gonna I'm gonna hate myself when I when I figure out who it is, but this that's a big name um that did the original Hey Arnold short and it was part of um Oh, it's gonna kill me and I'll bring it up next show if I can remember, but the original short was part of like the Kablam, pretty much the mm. Kablam episodes. Um Arnold and Shortman? Shortman, maybe, yeah. Something like that? Yeah, because it was like him, it was a clay animation. Oh no, that's kind of thing. Yeah, no, it it was like a clay animation mm. short, and it showed like a football head, and he was floating up in the sky on a chair. Um, but that eventually turned into Hey Arnold. Oh wow! Yeah, um, God. I f- and I want to say it was it was early, like it was like ninety one, ninety two. Yeah, yeah. The first one, Arnold escapes from church, nineteen eighty eight. Arnold Waltz, uh, 1990, okay. and then Arnold Rides His Chair, 1991. Yeah, looking at this, it looks like flat claymation, where it's like yeah. it's like a two day two D claymation that you know yep. things happen yep. around him and stuff. He was it's that early Pixar stuff, but you couldn't tell that it was computer animated. Yeah, so yeah, that that one's a weird one. That show is amazing, though. I mean, everything about that show. He had one of the coolest bedrooms of any child, you know, short of the guy from Blank Check. Plus, he was just such a like laid back cool character where he wasn't like he, he yeah he, he wasn't emotional he never got he just, nervous he just seemed like like all right you know kind of like he did get nervous with that one bitch though i mean uh but he got nervous with but her. in general though like he was just kind of yeah he was he was and that's cool, what calm, i dug like, about him is yeah. that he was such like a all right you know yeah and then, i want to be an arnold oh, i want to be an arnold it'll happen so <laughs> Last one. Here we go. American Animation Television Series created by Mitch Shore Shower uh, for Nickelodeon. The series revolves around two young brothers who have moved out of their parents' home to become bachelors in the forest near the fictional Way Out of Town, Oregon. The show premiered in the United States in 97 and it ended in 2001. Uh, the series also premiered in syndication in Nickelodeon, Canada. One of my favorite uh <laughs> One, I I hope I'm right on this because this is one of my favorite all time underrated Nickelodeon <laughs> shows, and I would imagine that this is Angry Beavers. Angry Beavers. So something cool about this, uh, something that I found out when I was rewatching Sabrina not too long ago, is um, I forget his last name. His first name's Nick. The guy that voices Salem mm. in Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the cat. Uh, is also the voice of one of the brothers. Uh, his name is Nick uh, Saban. Oh, wouldn't that be great? All these Saban names. No, because Saban is Power Rangers. Uh, Barke, Barke, Barke? Yeah, okay. Nick Barke, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he voiced Salem in Sabrina the Teenage Witch and then also voiced uh, one of... He actually voices a lot of stuff on Nickelodeon that I didn't realize he voiced, but he is one of the voices of... The Beaver Brothers. Yeah. Which I thought was really cool. Good job, man. Yeah. That, that's a random one. I like Angry Beavers. I love Beavers. Angry Beavers. That was such a... Yeah. I, <sighs> I thought they were super good. Talk... Trying to make it on their own in their own Beaver Dam, dude. Like, look it's at... It's a hard-fought life. Nickelodeon really knew what they were doing with their shows, man. Like, all these are pretty cool, and they're all kind of unique, and have their own fun. But good job. You got 8 out of 10. So, I mean, that's well past passing, you know? Congratulations. I hope you... I, I'm, 
And it's one of those things where it's like if you would have given me anything more than what you gave me, it would have made that made it too easy. Yeah. Um, and even then, it was like too easy in a weird way, but like it it was so good. Like that, I love doing shit like that. I get nervous every time because I'm like, fuck, they're gonna oust me as the fucking fraud that I am, you know? But instead, I'm just like, no, nah, you're good, bro. Like just just chill. Just answer your questions. Um, so with all that being said. Uh, this can be a long episode. It's already. We, we kind of went off on this episode, um, which works out because our nostalgia isn't going to be super crazy. But I just kind of wanted to talk about something that is big for you and I, especially probably growing up. And as we get adults, I've talked about my lactose intolerance. Oh, um, but I want to talk about cereal for a bit. And so for our nostalgia this week, uh, I brought up the thought of cereal. And, and I'll tell you the biggest thing for me is they've ruined what cereal boxes mean. And and maybe phones did that, you know. But when we were growing up, and I, again, I talk about us being the last generation of, like, getting good shit, is, like, we had good toys inside mm. cereal boxes. I mean, you could get a Hot Wheels car or a micro machine yeah. inside a toy box or inside a cereal box. We got original versions, but done up original versions because, like, Applejack's... And something I didn't even realize for the longest time, and because I just never noticed it. But Apple Jacks was all orange until like '96 or '98. Yes, really. '92. Yes, they were all orange. Uh, they didn't get green ones until That's like in wild. the '90s, the mid '90s. Um, it blew my fucking mind That's because wild. at some point in both of our lives, we ate uh, all orange Apple Jacks. Um, <laughs> But I, I, you know, there's not a lot I want to talk about. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you about your favorite cereal because I have a cereal that, like, when I was growing up, amongst all the other cereals, there was something, and we're gonna talk about it in a nostalgic way here because, by no means, is this the best cereal in the world. Do I buy it now? No. Um, but when I look back at cereals that meant a lot to me growing up as a kid, there's one that comes to mind, and it's a cereal that not a lot of people know of. Which makes it even a little more interesting. But for me, it's a cereal called Kaboom. Kaboom. Um, and it, this cereal, it, and I, if I'm not mistaken, I swear I've seen a current version of this. Uh, but the original box was like a yellow or an orange box. And it had a clown on a unicycle juggling on the front of it. And it's pretty much like a Kicks with marshmallows. Oh, um, but instead of it being little circle balls, yeah, it... Uh, it was like little shapes, and then it had marshmallows. And this was a, a cereal that no matter when I went to my grandmother's house, my, my grandparents' house, I should say, that this cereal was there to the point of where I ate the cereal so much at my grandparents' house that like I got it. I ended up eventually getting it at home. And again, by no means is this like my favorite cereal of all time. <laughs> uh, but the cereal that means the most to me is this cheap-ass box of fucking cereal called Kaboom. Yeah. And, and it was great. And still to this day, if I ever see it on a store shelf, I buy it. It's yeah, I mean, and it's and it's not like it's made by you know third rate company. It's made by General Mills, so it's yep. not like it's anything so weird. But yeah, it looks like the original ones, and it looks like even the modern ones are like these shapes that look like smiley faces. And smiley then, faces. And then yes. the original had star ma- marshmallows, but the more current ones have yep. like animal. Marshmallows, circus, yeah, because they, they went with the circus, yeah, circus animals. Very yeah, interesting. So, yeah, because if I remember right, the the actual cereal part was like a light pink, 
Yeah. Like, That's half the fun, though, it, is that sugar milk. Yeah. Oh, man. So, you know, and, and I go back to this because, again, like, we can look at stuff um, that it uh, – we grew up with a lot of weird cereals, but not necessarily weird. A lot of the cereals that we grew up with are still around today. We look at something like tricks. Mm-hmm. You know, when we were growing up, tricks were shapes. Like, they didn't give a shit about, uh, like, you know, choking hazards or something along <laughs> the lines of that. Where tricks today, I think, are all, you know, balls. Yeah, they're. If I'm not mistaken. Pretty boring going from, like, their original, like, fruit shapes. You know, or little oranges looking things, slices or whatever, to what they are now, which, like you said, they are just these funky round balls. And every once in a while, they'll bring out, oh, look, uh, they're back in their shape form. And so they'll do that as a promotion to kind of win people back. And then they'll slowly go back to just being the circles again. It's like, no, keep it the fruity shapes. That's so much fun. I want grapes. I want lime. I want orange. I want whatever the weird red and yellow piece is supposed to be uh, give me that because it's fun it's inviting makes me want to eat that cereal but if they're just yeah if they're just balls i'll just grab some captain crunch all berries and call it a day so let me ask you something because we're going to talk about this in a little bit with uh this uh, the second game that we're going to play before we end this podcast <laughs> did you ever eat something called king vitamin king vitamin i don't it, it's literally us eating jacks the toys you know what i'm talking about with the, the fucking bouncy balls yeah and the fucking road spikes boy that sounds so familiar oh wait till you see it like king vitamin actually legitimate like it's a decently decent tasting cereal called king vitamin Thirty-nine thousand grams of sugar inside said king vitamin cereal but all around a good tasting cereal with the weird chef king on the front Yes. Yeah, it's like a real person that they put on the front just of the box. Just having a cartoon character, please. Like, do a cartoon character. We don't need okay. that guy smiling at us while we're, you know, looking at the box, enjoying our cereal as he's like, "You because like? I like." If you look back at it, okay, and one of the big reasons why I brought this up is because of how our taste buds change as adults versus like what you did as a kid. Okay, and we're gonna talk about little things again. We're gonna have this. Uh, this mascot game here in a bit but (laughs) when you look at cereals like when i was growing up the last fucking thing i wanted was plain ass cheerios or raisin bran or plain life checks mix even getting to the point where kicks like kicks cereal was a good mix between like a cereal that was semi-good for you versus Something that fit my thing. Like, even then, I was like, fuck kicks. Give me a spoonful of sugar, and I'll eat this fucking bitch. True. You You'd know? sprinkle like, it on to the point where... Picking up sand at the bottom of your cereal bowl. You know uh, what I'm saying? Fuck yeah. Dude, like, uh, my my Cheerios and shit growing up were disgusting. Yeah. Like, that, again, uh, probably the reason I got the body type that I do, okay? But that's neither here nor there. That's not what we're talking about. It's like going, like, grape nuts, right? Like... Great, Re- yes. really good for you, but like fiber one only edible after you've put on like three tablespoons of sugar get, to table. the point yes, where you're just like you. uh, every bite has to have a mound of sugar on it, or else I got to go get more sugar and milk exactly. to finish it off. Yeah, <laughs> like it was gross. Like it looked like mud at the it's bottom just... of your cereal bowl at the end. And as a kid, I was like, can't wait to scoop this shit out. As an adult, <laughs> I'm like, 
No, give me the fiber one cereal. Like it doesn't taste that bad. Like it's actually pretty good, you know. Or like Truly. the regular Cheerios, like Honey Nut Cheerios. Right now, as an adult, Honey Nut Cheerios. I'm like, is... no, like Honey Nut Cheerios. That's a fucking top five cereal all day. Whereas seven year old Toby would have told you to go fuck yeah. yourself, and I'd rather eat dirt. You know? You're like, like, I guess I'll do the raisin bran because at least it's got raisins instead of just. Kellogg's cornflakes. And raisin bran is like the most sugar-filled, like fake cereal of all time. Like you don't realize growing up where you're just like raisin bran. First of all, fucking delicious. Yeah, Um, fucking delicious. (laughs) But like looking back, it was like I could have frosted flakes or I could have raisin bran. I was like, I don't want to get fucking raisins. I love raisins. Wasn't a problem. But the amount of sugar that I put on Raisin Bran growing up, because in my mind, I was like, this isn't good cereal. I tell it. It's like disgusting to the amount of sugar that was already (laughs) on Raisin Bran. I might as well have been eating Frosted Flakes with Frosted Grapes. (laughs) Like, that was what it was, you know? And it's just like cereal is such a mind fuck in general of, like, what you want to eat. Because I remember, like, getting, like, Oops, all berries the first time for mm-hmm. Captain Crunch. And like growing up, Captain Crunch did not fuck up the roof of your mouth, but it did. I just, my gums were younger and more rubbery, I guess. <laughs> because as an adult, Captain Crunch stays the fuck out of my house. Okay. Like I'm Fruity Pebbles. I love Fruity Pebbles still, Cocoa Pebbles, you know. I fuck with Frosted Cheerios. I still love Frosted Flakes, you know, but stuff like, like Pop Cereal. You know, or <laughs> sugar smacks, Oof, or so good. Oh, I know, still so, good. <laughs> so still so good. good. They might be the most underrated fucking cereal milk of all time. <laughs> and it's like it's so fucking good. But there's like certain things in this world where I'm just like, I can't believe I fucking ate that as a kid. And even as an adult, again, we talk about my lactose intolerant one more time, <laughs> where I'm just like, don't give a fuck. I'm going to eat every fucking fruity pebble in this box in two days because I can't deal with the upset stomach for a week. But I can deal with the upset stomach for the next fucking 48 hours. So I'm just going to eat it all right now. So instead of like, gauging myself i'm like as an adult i'm just like if i get through the half gallon of milk that means there won't be other milk for me to drink so that's the way we're gonna do it we're just gonna get through it because no one's telling me that i can't eat four bowls of cereal at 8 30 at night right now so what's the problem it's like i'm a grown-ass fucking man if i want to finish half a box of cereal after dinner i can do that i bought the cereal bitch you know, like, it's just, like, and it sucks because my buddy's like, you don't want to do this. And my childlike mind is like, yeah, I fucking do. Like, I could only do this at certain times growing up. I want to do it right the fuck now. And it's always a mistake. But during the time, cereal still means exactly oh, the same. So like, I still get the same mouth yeah. pleasure out of fucking cereal that I did, you know, when I was seven. It- but now I just pick and choose my cereal. Honey Nut Cheerios, way to go. Fucking... Best of all world. Yeah, I. Fortunately, I'm not there yet, so I can enjoy a. So, what was your cereal growing up then? Let me ask. Kind of your top ones, like the um, Frosted Flakes got purchased a lot for our house. Uh, you got the most bang for your buck with the Frosted Flakes. It felt like it was the like best. That of was both the thing. Yeah, yeah, because you didn't yeah, have to add sugar. It was already there. It was good when it was crunchy. It was good when it, it was, was soggy. soggy. Exactly. Like, I, I, I'm one of those people, like, I don't have a texture problem. I can eat anything no matter how it fills sure. in my mouth, okay? Don't take that the wrong way. Um, or do. But, like, I don't have a texture problem. I don't care. You could put tapioca in jello in fucking applesauce. I'm going to eat that bitch like it was a fucking mashed potato bowl. It does not matter to me. 
So, like, I like soggy cereal the same way that I like crunchy cereal. Sure. And half the time, I probably like the soggy cereal more because I could do fucking spoonfuls of it in my mouth <laughs> and then squish it with the roof of my mouth. It's one of the reasons I still love Fruity Pebbles to this day because you put as much of it as you can in one spoonful and then you squish it down like a sponge and you get all the fucking <laughs> Fruity Pebble milk. And then you eat the Fruity Pebble sand that comes afterwards. And it's fucking amazing. <laughs> Even, like, I can feel my mouth water. You guys are about to hear a lisp. We... We also did like Fruit Loops and uh, Lucky Charms. Those two are probably my favorite of all time, because um, I would play games with them. Outside of the games on the boxes, outside of the prizes you could get from the boxes, whether you're you know pulling them out or you're saving the UPC codes to send in to get the bigger thing. Uh, because I would play a game where either I'm separating the good bits, so I'd eat the cereal part and then save the marshmallows, and then I would eat one particular marshmallow, like, oh, I'm going to eat the balloons first, and then the rainbows, and then very particular. <laughs> yeah, or with okay, lo- I've done that. Or with the Fruit Loops, it's a color thing, so you'd eat, oh, I'm going to eat all the blues, then the pinks, no. then that. Because I'm a maniac, a Virgo, who likes to keep things in a... Yeah. Oh, bring their Zodiac into it, yeah. Rick. Okay. Uh, all right, don't throw your stupid Zodiac in my waiting, face, because man. I'm a Scorpio, and it's... <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's my separate separate but equal mentality, which I know sounds awful, but it only pertains to cereal and foods that I like to have separate. Unlike Toby, so who's like, like, like put it all together. Are you like, I'm going to eat all the R's first? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Actually, yes, I would. <laughs> Where I'm like, I got to get all these out, and then I got to get these. And so my, I will <sighs> say it with like the marshmallow cereal. I did that kind of thing, whereas I was like, you know, the first couple bites, you bite it, and you're like, no, like, I want more marshmallow. Yeah. So you're like, for the rest, you're like pushing down the marshmallows with your spoon Moving and allowing the all the regular ones. Yeah. You're like kicking them off, and you're like, eat. it's one of those things where I used to be one of those kids where, like, I wouldn't lap milk like a dog, you know? <laughs> but, like, I'd get a big spoon and, like, dunk the spoon and be like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And that was just how I drank, like, the milk until it was just, like, one gulp of milk at the end. Mm-hmm. So this this is one of the things I want to bring up. It was one of the other things that we'll talk about before we get into the, the second half of this uh, is is cereal toys. You know, like, it, today, again, I go back I, to the fucking old man on my lawn thing. And I'm like, kids today just don't understand. And maybe it's because they wouldn't appreciate it because I know that there's a lot of things out there that – crossover and and the one thing that i want to bring up and before we talk about toys that we got when we were growing up in cereal boxes is the super mario amoeba um, amiibo box Mm. okay and so you have uh the nintendo switch the wii u all did a thing with amiibos these are little figurines that you place on a on a portal that you are allowed to use in game um, and one of the cool things that come that came out uh, in the last couple years is Nintendo released the Mario a Super Mario cereal, mm-hmm. um, cheap cereal. It, it it you know it's a, a knockoff Lucky Charms without the good taste or whatever. It's just cereal pieces and mush- marshmallows or whatever. The cool thing about it is what they did is they inserted something within the box that allowed the box to read as an amiibo. So you could buy this box of cereal and put it on your Amiibo portal, and in one way, shape, or form, you would get something that you were able to use in a game, you know, depending on the game. Very cool concept, and it's something that we're seeing a lot today with, with, you know, cereal boxes for today. It's like scan this QR code Mm -hmm. and get whatever for whatever, you know, whatever it may be. It's all digital stuff. Yeah. 
And coming from a person like me, who is a collector, I like having physical content, you know, it doesn't do it for me, you know. I didn't run out and buy a fucking Super Mario Brothers cereal box because I'm just not that kind of collector. It, it does nothing. If I buy cereal, I'm going to eat the cereal. I don't need to collect food. I'm still sitting, you know, for audio listeners, <laughs> you're, you're not going to get it. But I have my Pringles wavy Halo chips beside me still, which are going to get open this week at some point. Um but, again, it's one of those things. So, like, I want to go back, and I just want to ask you about one. We're not going to spend a lot of time on this because there's one that really sticks out into my head. Uh, as far as toys that I got inside a cereal box growing up, there's one major one. Okay. Um, the rest of the toys kind of, of, you know, they are what they are. But you can kind of get a gist of things that, like, we look forward to amongst things like, Pokemon cards or collectible sets where you had to buy multiple things mm-hmm. of these cereals to get the full set. And even then, it's a, like a gachapon, you know, where <laughs> yes, now yes. we're just making that shit illegal to where that's gambling now if you don't know the odds of what you're getting inside the cereal box. The world's going to shit. That's wild. Okay. There's one thing in all of the cereal boxes of all time where I was just like, I need this motherfucking thing. Okay. That is the magic spoon. It is my all-time favorite gift that I've ever gotten. And if you don't know what this is, is it is a great – it looks like a fucking Blizzard spoon, an old Blizzard spoon mm. that they used to give to you in your McDonald's Blizzards. But it was color-changing. Mm-hmm. So if it sat in your milk, it would change blue or purple. And then you put it in your mouth, and it would go orange or red. And it was a color-changing spoon that you could also stick into your cereal and then That's right. suck all the milk out like a motherfucking straw, bro. And if that wasn't the greatest thing ever given to man, because I'm already going to eat the fucking cereal. Yeah. Okay. I could care less about the toy inside most of the time until you give me something that's useful for the thing that I'm fucking doing. You know, give me a map on the back of the box. But you gave me a spoon straw that changed fucking colors like a mood ring. All right. Magical. The shit, dude. Fucking the magic spoon shit was was fantastic. Like, give me color changing shit yeah. any day. I'm fucking like a child. I'm stoked. That is the best cereal box toy that you could absolutely get. I can't, Easy. I can't argue with it. That's such a good one. And, like, kind of flipping through some images, they've got, like, this Lion King one from back in the day. It looks looks exactly as you describe it, but instead at the, the top or the opposite side of the business end of the spoon, it would be a head of a character from Lion King. It's like, awesome. It's, it's great. It's like, I'm sold. Like, I want it's it perfect. because it's got Lion King on it, but it's also a spoon, so you're kind of getting like... It's a useful item. Oh, that's great. That's good. You phone. know, you you tell your mom, like, mom, put the spoon in the, the, you know, the utensil drawer. And it's like, that was just part of your thing growing yeah, up. Yeah, it's you like, know? where's and, where's my spoon? <laughs> yeah, because I was like, in the mornings, you could get the bowl that had the straw attached to it. Because I know we all had one of those at one God, point. So good. Whereas, like, and then the magic spoon. Yeah. And, and we're going to do an episode one of these days on the same thing with, like, fast food toys where I've had... You know, like I still have the Burger King glasses that were done for Aladdin and Pocahontas and stuff like that. Yeah. Beauty and the Beast. We got Star And we're going to do an episode on one of that at one point. Um, but, yeah, like I, I just want to go again. Like the Super Mario thing was a good example of of how it felt when you woke up to eat cereal on Saturday morning cartoons. Given like the first episode of our nostalgia binge on these car, you know, was a Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah. Or episode 16 yeah. was the X-Men animated series. 
You know, and what goes better than that than having your fucking magic spoon with the bowl of goddamn Fruity Pebbles watching X-Men on a Saturday morning. You're fucking seven. It's seven (laughs) o'clock in the morning. You ain't got shit but nothing to do today. And you know all you're going to do is you're going to eat this fucking cereal. Your mom's going to make you wash your hands. And she's going to say, get the fuck out of the house for like 12 hours. Yeah, yeah. And then if I didn't die... I came back to the house and she's like, God damn right you did, bitch, because you don't want me to come out there and hunt for you. Don't make me holler for you. (laughs) That's how we were raised, you know? There's a fucking time limit and we followed that time limit because I didn't like getting hurt. Yeah, it's the, hey, when when the street lamps go on, you better be home. Or at least check in. My mom, my mom's biggest, especially certain summertime. Check in. Check in with me. I need to know where you're Let me know that you're okay. And then from there, we'll go from there. Oh, hey, we want to go play whatever. Okay, cool. We're going to go play Manhunt in the dark until 11 o'clock at night because it's the summertime and Saturday. Basically, yeah. I love you, Mom. Bye. Bye. I don't have a pager. I don't have a cell phone. I don't have shit. You can't get in contact with me and just hope that I come back alive. And if not, well, it's been a good run. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Exactly. Yeah, it's Um, cereal, man. Like, it is one of those – it's another one of those topics that it's so broad and so big that you could almost break it down and be like – and I think we've done, talked about this before where we could just talk about the best sugary ones or the best he- yeah. healthy ones or the best whatever. We'll or, just, a- or just do the deep dive history of it because it's a fascinating history about yeah, ma- mas- masturbation and, and cornflakes. Look it up. It's wild. It was created basically to stop people from playing with themselves. Pretty it's fucking a fucking wild. Venn diagram of insanity. It's weird and wild but lovely all at the same time. But... Yes. To kind of round this all out, the best thing I figured we could do with cereal is that the best part is the mascots, or at least part of it. I mean, besides the cereal, the milk, and everything great that goes in your face. The other is the visual component, cereal which is mascots. typically cereal mascot. So I thought it'd be fun to kind of base eight of the bigger ones in a round. Do they, is it a bracket or? No, yeah, it's a bracket. We'll, March. we'll, do, a, we'll do a bracket. Yeah. Um, ooh, I do not have writing you... So I basically have broken them down so far into like the first round, and then we'll kind of discuss who we think should move on from these and so on, so forth. And if you guys disagree, let's hash this out on the uh, Retro Namapod page where we can discuss who yes. is the ultimate serial mascot. Maybe we'll write up a bracket and post that. Oh, that's not a bad this. idea. That's good thinking, pal. Let, let's get them going. Let's do this. Um, in the first corner, I don't know how. To, <laughs> I mean, uh, so in the first round, uh, Diggum Frog versus Busby. So that's uh, Honey, S- Honey Smacks, Smacks versus Cheer- Honey Nut Cheerios. Cheerios, yeah. Um, do we go look, off of like which character we win, or are we going to base it off the cereal and which cereal is? I'm going to go off a lot of these. I'm going to go off of personality. Okay, okay. Like if these two had to get into a fist fight, who's coming out on the fist fight win? You know, yeah, and in this in this case, I got to go dick and frog, right? Because like Busby, I hate bees. First of all, you're never gonna win anything in my life because <laughs> fuck bees. I understand why we have to have them. I plan on having a beehive later on in my life. Okay, but as a fucking grown man, fuck bees and anything with a stinger. But like Busby was always like 
easy going. Like he's just trying to yeah. get you a heart healthy diet, you know. Whereas Diggum was just like, let's fucking let's go. go. Yeah. <laughs> like, get it in your face. It's, it's sugar with cereal, literally sugar smacks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so like he's just too hype. I don't think Busby keeps up with the fucking the craziness of a, of a Diggum frog. Diggum frog's just basically going to take his wild ass tongue that's always out for some reason and just whoop, get Busby and he's going to eat that motherfucker down. A nom nom nom. Nom 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 nom. <laughs> So next up <laughs> on this list is <laughs> Sonny the Cuckoo Bird and Toucan Sam. An aviary fight, if you will. Uh, Sonny the Cuckoo Bird is, I imagine, Cocoa Puffs. Cocoa for Cocoa Puffs. If I remember right. Cuckoo for Cocoa and Puffs. Toucan Sam being of uh, Fruit Loops infamy. Follow your nose. Yeah. Well, does he follow his nose to an ass beating here? What do you think? I mean... It's the same situation where he's just kind of like, hey, follow me to Flavortown, bro. Whereas Sonny's like, hey, let's get that chocolate, motherfucker. He's like, I'll fucking do anything for Cocoa Puffs. You know? Like, yeah, I imagine fucking Sonny the Cuckoo Bird is stabbing fucking Toucan Sam over Cocoa Puffs. Strap it to my veins. Yeah, exactly. I think yeah. he's he's too intense uh, for, for Toucan Sam. Toucan Sam. He's too intense. <laughs> He'll follow your nose or whatever fucking. I don't even know the fuck. I'm not an accent person. I can't do accents, boys. You want me to do a fucking southern accent? I can do that all day. Anything else, go fuck yourself. Uh, what is it? Follow your nose. I think his is pretty like bland Midwestern, like follow your nose, right? He's not like follow. No, your I feel like he's got like Australian Does or he? fucking. I don't know. I don't know, I, man. He's, too, he's a toucan. Where the fuck are toucans? Conversation for a day. Yeah, I don't think we. There's certain aspects we should not be doing the accent to because we will be shut down and we don't want to do that. Wild card. Trix Rabbit versus Tony the Tiger. Frosted Flakes versus Trix. Look, okay, this is going to be the argument. All right, this is the argument. This is the fight of fights here. Okay, because you have Trix Rabbit who has a perpetual buildup of fucking anger. Because every time he gets close to this goddamn cereal that he wants, <laughs> someone's like, nah, bitch, tricks are for kids. Yeah. All right? So, like, he's forever not gotten his fucking cereal. So, on the other side of it, you have Tony the fucking tiger. Peak fucking where he athlete. he is a motherfucking tiger and an athlete. Yeah. And that was, like, Gatorade of cereals <laughs> that you ate when you were growing up, you know? Like, it's the fucking Red Bull gives you wings of cereal. All right? But Trix has got a lot of pent up fucking anger for not getting that goddamn he's cereal. He's got the rage. Plus, he's he's wiry. Like he's a he's a rabbit that'll like do some shit to get those tricks. Like he's he's not afraid to fight a little dirty. I feel like my problem with this, I was like, hey, I'm gonna go semi logical. Oh, all right. God. Is even if I gave a rabbit as much cocaine as I could find, <laughs> and that rabbit went crazy. At the end of the day, that tiger's going to fucking eat that rabbit. Like, he's going to eat that rabbit. And, like, now you have a fucked up tiger on cocaine because he ate the fucking rabbit. Like, the rabbit's not going to fuck up that tiger. And and so for an athletic, you know, what I imagine a LeBron James-style <laughs> tiger, I don't care what rabbit you've put in front of him. It, it's like a David and Goliath fight, except that Goliath is always going to fucking win because he's a tiger. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it is. It, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's like, <laughs> it, even if Trix and T Tony the tiger are the same size, Tony's built like a brick shit house. Like, he's going to 
fuck yeah. anything up in his way because he's like, not only am I a tiger, but I'm great at kicking ass. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's got the confidence. He's got the build. Look, normally looks like an airplane, sounds like an airplane. It's going to beat your ass like a motherfucking tiger. <laughs> you know? Like, he's like, that's I, how the saying goes. <laughs> he, 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 yeah, he's he's a nice guy, but I feel like the competition yeah. comes around and he's going to fuck some people up. He's like, oh, it's a fight? Yeah. Motherfucker, my little handkerchief's coming off. Here he's we like, go. oh, I wanted what's the fucking cereal. He's like, all you wanted was my lunch. <laughs> yeah. like, the tiger's going to win. The Tigers. Tricks are for kids, you son of a bitch. (laughs) Uh, Final matchup in this particular round. The Captain Crunch versus Lucky the Leprechaun. (laughs) So we got Captain Crunch and uh, Lucky Charms. This is a tough one. I think this is like the one wash that comes up on on this fight. I mean... Lucky's got magic, man. I know you like bringing up yeah. logic, but I'm going to bring up non-logic and say he's got magic. He's constantly, he's got that. Yeah, m- but it's like a piss you off kind of magic, he's- you know? Like, it's not like I'm going to fucking, you know, grab a dagger. He's like, I'm over here. No, I'm over here. He- you know, he's like, a, I'm going to piss you off kind of logic. Whereas, like, <laughs> Captain Crunch got a gun because he's a fucking pirate. That's fair. Is he a pirate? Is Captain Crunch a pirate? It- or is he, like, one for the Royal Army Naval Corporation? Because he's a captain. I, I feel like, like with his. But what kind of captain is he? With his particular like outfit, it looks a little more formal than like a pirate. I would agree. But like, there's also I don't know if you've heard it out there, but like, there's this whole thing like he's not actually a captain. He's not a captain. Be- he's a because of his thing. He's like a commander yeah. or some shit. So he's not quite yeah. as high up, or or maybe he's higher up yeah. than they say he are. He's not. Yeah, he's like an admiral, not a captain. Yeah, or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. Where he's got a fleet of ship rather than this. Look on that one. point. I think he's. I think he's. He's too in the system to beat a fucking magic user of a leprechaun. I mean, just because Lucky's gonna be like peek a boob, stab your face, you know, like and who knows what he's gonna <laughs> peek-a-boop, stab your face. Who knows what he's gonna pull out of his magic sack? Like it's like, oh, you want a rainbow? He's just gonna grab his dick and he's like, You wanna see what's in here? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think Lucky wins this for sure. Oh I, I just I don't have faith in uh which is funny because like when we were going in, I was like, Captain Crunch is a pirate. And then as I thought about it, I was like, no, he's not. Like He's a fucking law-abiding fucking military man. He certainly has... The magic Leprechaun's going to fuck you up. Like you think of the horror movie Leprechaun and the bullshit that he pulled out. Like You kind of have that if you get on Lucky's bad side versus Captain Crunch, which, uh, yes, he's got a ship. He can blow some stuff up. I'm sure he's got a sword and that. But like at the end of the day, it's a fucking Leprechaun. And short of stealing his gold, you're not going to beat him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, and Captain Crutch already has his. Yeah, all right. So round two, Diggum Frog versus Sunny the Cuckoo Bird. Uh, again, we, as hyped up as Diggum the Frog is, I think Cuckoo Fucking Bird. It, you, you can't fuck with crazy. That's the thing. They're both kind of mentally like just so wired. Like they're like a meth. Sunny the Cuckoo Bird is who- like. Needs his fix, I think there was even know? commercials with him in a, a straight jacket. A straight jacket, <laughs> yes. Okay, so Cuckoo wins this. All right, you you, you can't you can't beat crazy. You can't fuck with crazy. There's no way. You, you... Yeah, they, you just can't fuck with crazy. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, you just like you don't fuck it. Like a frog's not beating that bird. That bird's gonna fucking. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna freaking 
just claw the eyes out of and peck his eyes out and who knows this is where it gets tough this is the one because this is wiry versus athleticism and strength it's almost a lopsided fight though because now we have tony the tiger of frosted flakes frame fame versus lucky the leprechaun of lucky charks fame lucky lucky charms lucky charms jesus lucky charms they're always after me, Lucky Charms. On one side, oh. it's a very athletic fucking shing-shing tiger. Yeah. Okay? On the other side, you have a fucking leprechaun. Yeah. With magic. I te- leprechaun magic. I, te- te- mm. I think I have to go with the magic user. I think at the end of the day, I have to go with the magic user. Visually, that... Because, like, oh, be- I, I just think that, like, too lucky leprechaun, Tony the Tiger is way too predictable. Like, he's just like, they're great. It's like, yeah, no, bitch. Like, cool. Do you have marshmallows? No, you know. So, like, I just think at the end of the day, like, Lucky, like, turns, you know, the tiger into not a tiger. Or their food. (laughs) Yeah, your food. Uh, I have turned you into Girl Scout cookies, motherfucker. That'd be a hell of a match to watch, though, watching this big-ass tiger. Because, like, it would take a while. Lucky would have to, like, hit and run. He couldn't just stand toe-to-toe with them. See, I disagree. I I imagine, like, you know what it's like, like, flashing a fucking, uh, like, a laser pointer at your cat? (laughs) Like, that's what I imagine the fight for Lucky Charms would be. Because it's just like, I'm here. Now I'm over here. Can you see me? And he like shakes his hands mm. a little bit so he like he can make sure he sees his marshmallows. And then, you know, back and forth. So I imagine it's like a, you know, it's a very easy distraction for Tony the Tiger here. Where Lucky's just like, like you said, he's like, a boop, a boop, a boop, boop, stamp. Yeah. <laughs> it's just <laughs> now you got a fucking Tiger King dead tiger on your fucking property. And that's not great. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I, I, it would take a little bit for Lucky to wear him down. Because he's just a beast. But, like, I, I feel like after a while, he'd just tire him out and just coup de gras, boom. Yeah. Knock him out with yeah. his. I, I, I think Lucky the Leprechaun wins this fight <sighs> on the end of it. Wow. This is quite the outcome. We've got Sonny the Cuckoo Bird versus Lucky the Leprechaun. Ooh. Look, okay. At this point, I know where my, my end game lies here. I've made my decision. I worked this bracket out in my head. How do you feel about this? Where are you going with this one? It's off of a few of your points. It went differently in certain rounds. So it's definitely one that's like, but I think ultimately Lucky takes it just for the aspects of what we've talked about with the magic. As crazy as Sonny is, he's got a final point where you can take crazy out if if you don't get touched. Like, Unless Lucky gets cat, oh man, I still gotta go Lucky. I will stand by my my final rolling here, and I will say you do not fuck with crazy. I don't, All right, I don't know. Magic or not, I think Sunny the Cuckoo Bird wins this fucking fight because contrary to everyone else that you fought in this round, this motherfucker's crazy. Like he's a crazy person. He might see your magic, whereas your magic to everyone else is what it is. It's just magic, all right. Whereas Sonny can see the fucking magic <laughs> because he's in the fucking magic because this motherfucker cracked out. And what you don't do is you don't fuck with crazy, okay. And this is a cuckoo ass bird to the point where commercials put him in a straitjacket 
Like, maybe his straitjacket is telling everyone that there's a fucking leprechaun running around and that if they would just let him go, he could get rid of the fucking leprechaun. Okay? So what I'm saying is that at the end of the day, you don't fuck with crazy. You know what? When someone gets a little crazy with you, you're like, ah, you know what? Have a good day. All right? Because magic or not, magic user or not, there's only so much you can do because you don't, you literally do not know what this fucking bird is thinking. Like, you don't know That's what fair. his person is. That's fair. He's... He could be seeing in fucking 1080p while you're seeing in 480p. <laughs> you have no fucking clue. He's seeing like this... the different light spectrums. He's seeing yeah. ultraviolet, UV. He's seeing you yeah. through trees and shit. Like... <laughs> Some people that we think is crazy are just so smart we think they're crazy. You know? What if Cuckoo is so fucking crazy that he's like, why are you guys funding these Cocoa Puffs? All right? Because they give you fucking magic goddamn powers, and we just don't know because we haven't eaten that amount of Cocoa Puffs yet. That's why. And this motherfucker's eating so many Cocoa Puffs that now he's on a different level. <laughs> oh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't think you fuck with crazy. I think Cuckoo, I think Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, fucking Sonny the Cuckoo Bird, wins the goddamn fucking Battle Royale. Because at the end of the day, you don't fuck with crazy. I don't think you I fuck with know, crazy. Man. I don't know. Motherfucker. All right, let's wrap this thing up. Look, again, if you guys want to chime in and think that our, you know, reasonings for this fucking bracket win are horrible, let us know. Yeah. Uh, So as we wrap this thing up, again, we just want to pimp out the Facebook page once more. Um, The Facebook group versus the Facebook page is definitely the better thing to get into. Get into the Facebook group. Because that's where a lot of the discussions are happening. Um, the Facebook changes constantly on what we're doing with it. But the Facebook group for the page is definitely where you want to be. Um, and we're going to post something for this. Because I want to know everyone else's opinions. Mm-hmm. And if I'm fucking crazy. And if me and Cuckoo should be in a cell together. Uh, <laughs> who knows? You know? Tell us what your favorite cereal is. Tell us what your favorite cereal toy is. Yeah. Because there's some toys that were you know, given out before I was born that are fucking badass. And I, I can't say shit on them. Um, but with all that being said, as always, you can find me at Retronomapod across the board. We now have a YouTube channel where you can catch fucking Rick's Retro Nom 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 cooking shows. Just search Retronomapod or, yeah, Retro, no, Retronomicon. Retronomicon. Um, I probably post a link in there. I may change that name, actually. We'll talk about that later. Uh, but we'll see the retro nom nom videos. You can find them on the Facebook page, the Facebook group, and now the YouTube channel. Um, we're going to start some uploading some stuff on there. Uh, there'll be some more information on that later, but again, you can find me at retro Nomapod, Instagram, Twitch to see some of the retro gameplays. Um, and there's a Facebook page for the time being. Uh, you can always DM me on any one of those platforms as well as retro podcast at gmail.com. Um, Otherwise, please leave a iTunes five-star review if you like what you hear. Um, iTunes is the only place that you can review it. So if you do have an iTunes podcast, um, subscribe and review there. Uh, it really does help us for visibility and whatnot. We do appreciate it. Leave a good review. Well, read it on the show as well. Um, other than that, I got nothing else. Yeah. Uh, serial Kilter on most of the uh, socials there. Um, as always, Facebook page, like Toby was saying. Um yeah, review, comment, share, subscribe. Like, let people know about us. That's kind of the tell best. Tell your sister. You know, like tell your brother. Tell your well, don't tell your dog because he won't tell anybody. 
because they keep secrets. Ah, fuck it. Tell your dog. Um, but yeah, that's... They do keep secrets. We do keep secrets. New episode, Retro Nom 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 out now. Um, uh, yes, by the time you guys hear this, <laughs> episode two of the Retro Nom 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 will be out. And I will say it is a beggar. It's a beggar. But to take us out, like we always do, with the weird question of the week, what would your sixth sense be? Ooh, superpower maybe? I don't know. I don't know. As always, we appreciate you guys listening to this week's episode of the Retro Namapod. We love you, and we will catch you next week. Good night. Good night.